What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Don't Come Up to Shit Podcast, episode 133. We're back with Goats After Dark, but this one's special. Uh, we've been trying to do this for a really long time. I mentioned it at the end of the last episode, if you stayed to the bitter end. Uh, we've been trying to schedule this. It, we were coordinating a lot of people in a lot of different time zones. It was really difficult to do. And then the chief season throws a monkey wrench in getting a bunch of chiefs in one place at one time. But this is the Chick Chief edition. We've been trying. It's finally here. All the homies came in. We And it was more than I even thought. Like, I thought it was going to be like normal where there's three Chiefs and me. Mm-mm, nah. Like, the people, <laughs> I kind of let them coordinate everything and then they just scheduled it uh with my i have like a service through calendly to schedule the podcast and so they just scheduled it and then when i was like getting ready to send the invites out to the service i used to record these interviews uh it was six email addresses and i was like oh god like i don't even i've never tried it before i've never done it before hopefully the video actually lets me edit it but like I didn't even know if the service could handle that many people like but it, it all it recorded it it worked I guess so like it'll be fun uh but yeah I mean it was amazing I thought it was going to be kind of difficult to like kind of give everybody a chance to talk and, and like not be talking over each other and not for it not to get chaotic um but it I mean they were amazing it went really really well it was so much fun and it was uh, there was a lot of great conversation. There's a lot of really good stuff. So um, I think you will really enjoy this one. Uh, I had so much. I Like Goats After Dark, some of my favorite episodes. It, it, they're really popular with you all, too. But like they're just fun. It's like a hang. It's like getting together with with all the fr- all the homies, all your friends, you know, and it's like I had a lot of the a lot of my favorite people in one place. And we got to we got to shoot the shit and uh, we talked about some serious stuff. We talked about some fun stuff. Uh, it, yeah, I think you're going to really enjoy this one. Check it out. You ever been walking through the Navy exchange and wonder why all the Naval Pride and Heritage gear is horrifically ugly and you wouldn't actually wear it? Have you ever wanted some really cool gear and you just don't know where to go? Well, I got you, fam. Go to dgutsapparel.com immediately. Get yourself some Naval Pride and Heritage gear you'll actually wear in public. Uh, we're working on new designs all the time, open to ideas. We're trying to create a brand that uh, lets you display that pride, but doesn't make you cringe. Uh, also, if you're willing to and you're able to, please go to patreon.com slash podcast, pick one of the five tiers and become a patron today. Fuck. It's like a solid 10 seconds for that countdown. Um, it's the, with these episodes, the whole idea behind them was like, we're in the mess shooting the shit that's it like it's just whatever we could talk about whatever the fuck you want to talk about it's just i always thought it would be cool to provide the perspective of like a bunch of chiefs are in the mess this is what they talk about kind of thing like these are what the conversations look like and it's not like we can talk about real shit too but like a lot of times we're talking about just our dog owns our bed or whatever you know like it doesn't matter like so whatever y'all want to talk about we can talk about observations from the season we can talk about your favorite food i don't give a fuck it's entirely up to you and it's i'm sure it's gonna be wild because there's so many your facebook got muted for two days tell me more our face our facebook our Our face yeah the female wait a minute what's out what you guys got a group or something what the fuck happened so we have a female chief birthing um facebook Uh, page oh yeah i'm aware of this and that's all i'm gonna say while we're recording go ahead (laughs) 
Yeah. You know, in the I've been on that page obviously since like 2018 and I've utilized yeah. it in so many good ways, like, you know, asking for advice, especially as like mm. an ego going in there and like, you know, hey, I have this issue with this kind of sailor, like, you know, or or I need a PSC. I need a YN. So yeah, like, yeah. Somebody give me guidance. Like it's such a good page. But over the past couple of years, I mm-hmm. have like slowly just drifted to the shadows of it. Yeah. Because it's just been so much more drama, like high school bullshit drama. And yeah. It's just been, you know, it's still there. Like it's still a good platform to ask questions and there's still a whole bunch of good support in there. It's just, um, yeah, it's just been pretty bad. And then I got burned because I went on there for advice and then my, mm-hmm. my post got screenshotted and then sent out. Oh. Uh, you know, it, it had caused a lot. I of thought that was against like, the rules. One of the rules is literally the top is, rule: you shall not. Yeah, yeah, I was about to say you can't screenshot shit. You fucking hypocrites. Yeah, so, I might have got sent a bunch of screenshots. That's how I know some shit. <laughs> I'm not gonna say who sent them to me, but I might have yeah, got sent no. a bunch of screenshots about yeah. some so, about some what happens when a chief's not accepted shit. Ooh. That, mm. that kind of stuff was going out recently uh, and, yeah so uh, what did you get in trouble for then like what did i i oh so well I get, y'all y'all it was like y'all so got in trouble it was just everybody was like going back and forth so much i don't know like you guys can chime chime up for that because i was it like the just, moderators tried to put the fire out or something yeah, yeah it just escalated very quickly uh, okay yeah, because I got sent screenshots about, and like I can totally edit the screenshot shits out of if somebody's worried about it. But, um, I uh, it was all, just about that stuff I've been talking about, like the chiefs, like not accepting somebody into the mass, taking acceptance literally, all that kind of shit. And it was some of the most ignorant shit I've ever read. And I was just like, what the fuck? Like you're the problem. Like this shit this mode of thinking is the problem and like and i saw this weird warped logic to try to not take any type of like accountability for thinking about it that way by by trying to frame it as if like i'm just talking about this facebook group and it's like no you're not bitch you're talking about fucking you're talking about not accepting chiefs into the mess so it's like we're not talking about just this you're saying because they didn't get accepted in the mess you want to ostracize them from functions like this facebook group which is like that if you're going to do that here, why would you not do that everywhere else? And so it's like it's the same thing, but I don't know. And like, yeah, what's what's so crazy to me and and, you know, I say this all the time and mm-hmm. Des knows this because I kind of told her this through season is that like chiefs are our sailors, too. Yeah. Accepted, not accepted, whatever you want to say. Chiefs are mm-hmm. our sailors, too. And, um, you know, our job is to take care of them. And the purpose of that group is, yes, it, it's it's a good platform to be like my husband made me angry today and yeah i just need to yeah. vent because if i put it on my facebook you know my mother right. will see or something like that that's great right. but for the majority that page is for like people who are legitimately seeking help in mm-hmm. in the navy and guidance yeah. and, and and that's what the pages is, is created for um and then there's some fun on there too like i used to post my tiktoks and stuff during covid mm. and everybody laugh you know but <laughs> in, but that was what the purpose of that of that page is and so i couldn't um, i can't imagine accepted not accepted why it wouldn't be allowed on that page because it's a guidance page and right sailors are right. sailors no matter what i get it at our level like there's a little bit of difference but that's why there's no e6s and below on there but i don't 
we still don't even know if I agree with that. Like as far like I don't know that it's any different because like I I passionately agree with the statement that like Chiefs are our sailors too, and it, it like. I didn't really think about it that at first it was just like, oh, this is a team sport. We help each other out kind of thing. But then as I promoted and and became like the senior, the senior guy in the room that, you know, wasn't Cobb or CMC, it was like, look, looking at everything differently. It's like, like there, there becomes like a bigger and bigger gap between the experience levels. And then I just started looking at that, like a brand new baby chief that comes into the mess. And I've been in it for nine, 10 years. It's like, that's the same relationship a new chief has to like an E1 usually. So I'm looking at it like this is the same thing. <laughs> like I'm responsible for like te- now I'm teaching like a different um, like a, almost like a different curriculum to these people. Like now I, I'm, I'm teaching them how to be good chiefs and leaders instead of uh, just like being the best like advocate and, and leader I can for the people who are on the team kind of thing. But it's like, it's the same thing. You're just doing, you're like using different tools and, and like different um, parts of your like knowledge and experience. But like it becomes like the further up you get, you're, you just start to notice that it's like you're, you're having a very, very similar interaction with a newer chief when you're now your senior chief. Uh, and, and like when you put on another star, which I have no doubt you will, it's like you, you, you start to have those types of like relationships with sailors where you're just like, you look at it just like you look at when you were like an LCPO and you were leading like a, a junior sailor. Cause that's kind of how, once there's that much distance between the two of you, it feels really similarly. So yeah, like. I love that. I mean, that shit needs to be like a fucking sticker or something. Like the Chiefs are our sailors too. I love that shit. I think it's I crazy that um, <clears throat> it's crazy that they care so much about a Facebook group. Yeah. Like in a sense, to where you would be so concerned, like why somebody that wasn't accepted is in the Facebook group. I don't like, believe. I don't they know. Do. It just makes me think it's like. How powerful, I guess, social media Kinda. is in Facebook. So I don't know. And like something similar happened. I'm curious how you guys feel about it. We had something similar happen in like the class one two nine channel or like mm. that Facebook group too. And everyone like instantly started trolling this one person who posted it. Like, why does it matter? Yeah. The uh, results nav admin said what it says. If mm-hmm. your name's on the nav admin, welcome to the fucking group. Yeah. And like the the for me, the best argument, like the thing you can't get around if you're a chief taking that position is not even that they're like, that's an important piece for sure. But it's like. Like, yeah, they were selected. That was the whole screening process. It's over now. But also, if you arrive at that moment and they're not ready, whose fucking fault is that? Like, it's not like. It's not you can't you don't get to blame the sailor that is in the position of being selected, not being ready to be a thing that they've never been before and that you didn't properly train or qualify them to be as is your charge during the she season. So that's the part that I always have like the most angst about is like, who are you pissed at? Like, who are you punishing for not understanding? Because you should be, this should be self-flagellation, homie. Like, this is your fucking fault. Like, you should be punishing the group and yourself if that's a thing you're, like, if you need to direct that energy somewhere, don't direct it at fucking the person who you failed 
like direct it at yourself or just repackage it as productive like remediation of and blah 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 but like yeah there's no ownership how do you determine who's ready like how do you determine that is there a set of standards somewhere like a checklist where you're like okay they meet this mark isn't that crazy no yeah didn't you do your pqs book in season girl did you finish your qual card (laughs) shit i didn't even finish my qual card somebody will probably clip this and come for me eventually i told you yeah i got i got got into a a fight over that pqs book because my my class wanted to finish it and i was like final night's tomorrow it they don't they don't care Uh, yeah I don't know. I'm sure somebody's done it at some point, but I don't know anybody that finished it. Um, And I mean, there's seasons. I've seen seasons where they don't even have one. So like, yeah. Um, But 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 no, like there's there's not standards. It's like a fucking arbitrary like, oh, you're not cool enough to be one of us yet, so we're not going to let you in. You know, it's like the equivalent to a a determination. You know, if there's so many people, and like you don't, what's crazy to me. Yeah, you don't, but it's like the the it's not even like how do you make a determination? It's like there's no determination to be made. It was already fucking made when the results came out. So it's like it's that that's why it's so nonsensical. That's why I like it it's like it'll never make sense because there's no sense to be made. It's not a thing that should be happening at all. It's like you should if there's an evaluation happening at that moment, it should be just like where are they at and what do I need to continue to work on as we mentor them through their first year as a chief? Like that's, it's kind of the same thing because everybody's going to come in at a different like state of readiness. Yeah. And it's it's like our job doesn't stop at pinning, you know? And it's like a continuous reevaluation thing too, because you never know, like somebody could make a giant leap. Whereas, and then like just stagnate for a little while that they continue to need that help. You can't just be like on final night, okay, this person needs help with X, Y, and Z and then leave Mm -hmm. it there. Right. And, but then it just, you, you kind of fall back into that normal, like mentoring and like midterm counselings and evals and whatever else happens along the way, you know, like it's, but yeah, a hundred percent. It's like, you're never static. I'm not static right fucking now. And I'm not even in a uniform anymore. Like I'm learning that I have my mind blown during school all the time with all the psychology shit I'm studying. It's like, I'm learning new stuff every day that like changes the way I look at the world or at myself or at human relationships or whatever. And it's like, the, it's actually kind of frustrating sometimes going like, fuck, I wish I would have known this when I was in the Navy, you know, like I could have been better. I could have been a better leader. And then that just like fires me up to then share it on the podcast or like it, when I interact with people or whatever. But like, yeah, I don't know. Like it's it's never static. Um, but yeah, it, it grosses me out how prevalent that this perspective is. I think one um, of my like biggest gripes about season is like an acceptance is like final night we get to final Mm. night and we're like they're not gonna get accepted and it's like okay um uh well then why the fuck are they at final night why are they even continuing why are we we even doing what are what are we even doing like why are we here yeah and 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 then well why wasn't this brought up halfway through season like hey Mm -hmm. man we don't think they're on the right track like so then we can adjust we can adjust and make it. And I think that, again, that we're, like we do not have a lot of ownership in the mess. 
we always have a finger that we're pointing mm-hmm. at somebody else. And yeah. it's a very big problem, you know, like, um, I don't know how many, like, it's not just like, you, you know, like a little bit of people that I knew through the season, but like, I'm getting phone calls from like other like master chiefs and senior chiefs. I'm like, man, the select's not getting it. Like I need you to talk yeah. to them. I'm like, what, what aren't they getting? Why? So then I but, can figure out what I need to say to them. Like, I don't right, even know, but you know, why you, why are they coming to you? I know the answer, but like, why are they coming to you? <laughs> because I fucking you know what I'm saying. Like, it is be, <laughs> right? Like, because ask you Des, ask Des the whole fucking season. Every time she had a problem, I told uh-huh. her how it is. I don't have secrets. Yeah. I already tell people. I tell I tell the selects every single yeah. day. Hey guys, I don't play fuck fuck games. I don't play that. Mm-hmm. I won't give you the direct answer, but I'm gonna be so real with you. I'm gonna tell you like, yeah. hey, like there was times I told Des like, hey Des, you're looking at this in a different kind of way, like. Let's, right. let's let's detach and look right. at it from a different perspective right and then look at it again and then we'll reattack and I then Des did that and guess what she fucking succeeded so it's just that like Jocko it's all I, it. I hear it because the <laughs> but, why 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 was right all I but it works the answer too to the why. it does it did yeah, yeah christina's like, okay. like I, uh, I i say it like it is and i i'm real with you but everybody that sees you do that it always fucking works. So like they, whatever, they probably look at you as like voodoo magic or some shit, but like, like they don't understand, but it works. So just send Christina like, in. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, like I, I had like a, a senior chief from another, like, you know, she's known me since I was a third class and, and yeah. you know, um, you know, she was like, I, I relate to her as like my sea mommy, you know, she kind of mm-hmm. sent me through the ranks and, and she, she keeps it real like it is too. Um, and she had just had this, this select this year. And she was like, he's just, is he's not cutting it. He doesn't want to even do this. Like blah, 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 blah. And I mm-hmm. fucking called him and I called him. She's like, I gave him your number to mm-hmm. call you. And I was like, just give me his number. And this whole like, yeah. oh, you wait for them to call you thing. Like if you really yeah, want to talk yeah. to him, select, just fucking guess what? This thing works double ways. It's so crazy. Yeah. It's, an, it's insane. And I just called him and I was like, hey, I know you don't know me. Tell me what you're struggling with. Like, what's your problem? He's like, mm-hmm. I had shitty chiefs. I don't believe in the mess. Mm-hmm. I think that this is all just a, does a ton of fuck fuck games and i mm. don't understand and i did the thing and i did what what i wish that i had during my season which was like again <sighs> chiefs are our sailors i told him that yeah and i was like hey when you're a chief these other chiefs are your sailors like you're going to be able to lead laterally in a way that you're not doing right now mm. and start changing mindsets and and perspectives of those people that that maybe yeah. weren't the best chiefs to you but maybe you can make them better and then number right. two i was like Now you get to actually affect the change that you wish you had. Be the chief that you never had. Mm -hmm. You know, and then all of a sudden I got a phone call a week later from that senior chief and she was like, I don't know how you What did you do? But he is Yeah, what (laughs) he is doing it now. And it's like, and he asked me specific questions about season. Mm -hmm. And he was like, Hey, like And you actually answered him? Instead of telling him that his why isn't your guide on ready, you piece of shit? Like Yeah. You know, like even my selects here, like they were like struggling with a guide on. And, and I'm like, did you guys get guidance? They're like, yeah, these are the yeah. sizes. I was like, cool. And then I'm like, and they're like, well, we made a design, but, but you know, we keep getting yelled at. And I was like, do you guys like the design? Yeah. Does it have meaning to you? They're like, right. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well then fucking stick with it. Yeah. You're going to be right. If you're, um, you're going to be wrong, if you're right, <laughs> it doesn't really matter. I was like, yeah. if you have meaning and you can explain what it means to you, your guys' guide on and the pictures and the pattern and all that then go with it who cares why are we wasting hours and hours on this we have other things we need to be focusing on like leadership and right and 
freaking learning the programs that we use more as chiefs. And like, this is what we need to focus on, not what color my guide on should be. Right. Yeah. Here's a question for the group. We can go around the room or just jump in whenever or whatever. But like, I'm curious because like kind of what building off of that, you mentioned it earlier, like how there's no ownership and how there's this thing that I like. And I think everybody here thinks similarly and will probably agree with the idea that like, um, like the stuff about being a chief or being a leader that I love is the stuff you're describing where I get to like somebody calls me and is like, hey, can you talk to this guy or hey, can you can you like be part of this or somebody just one of those people seeks me out or I get an email about a podcast or whatever. But like there's like this stuff where I'll identify the opportunity, like some of the stuff that I like am emotionally attached to the most about my own experiences, like the moments where there was somebody that was like everybody had written off and they were a lost cause and I got involved and did good. And I may or may not have may or may not to the outside world have like won or like <laughs> beat the game or whatever. I like accomplished the objective, completely turned that sailor around and now they're doing great. Like I have some of those, but I have some that they screwed up again and got processed out of the Navy, but they're a better person because we like somebody gave gave enough of a shit to talk to them and like those are the things like i see those and i'm like oh yes and i like dive into it and that's what gets my like blood pumping right why does the chief's mess not look at it like collectively as an organization like why is it not as common to view those types of things like the challenges like if i have a chief that's not getting it to me that's like the good stuff man like i want to like get involved in that. Like I want to be whatever I can be to that person to help them understand and to get them headed towards the right direction and become like a function functional, like contributing member of the team, whatever that looks like. So like, why do you think the chief's mess doesn't align itself organizationally towards that end? And instead it's a lot like there's a lot of like shirking responsibility and finger pointing. And while it's not universal, it's like probably the majority to an extent are like thinking about things that way, like, like the final night and maybe it's not the majority, but it's like a large chunk and thinking about it, like, um, well, they're not ready. So we're not going to accept them. Or why aren't you getting it right? Or like why the season runs the way that it does. Like, instead of like when Ariana Desiree did that, um, the debrief thing with me, it was like Desiree brought up, like, why isn't the season oriented towards, trying to get the selects to trust the chiefs mess instead of trying to get or trying to get uh i'm butchering this does help me you're <laughs> how are you trying to get like it you, was you like put a it reversal as, of roles yeah like not not necessarily one over the other but both so during yeah. season we were like it was hit hard like hey you guys need to prove yourself to us and right. you know let us know that you know you deserve to be here with us whereas we've a lot mm. of us in my class at least i could speak for had these previous traumas or negative experiences with you know the chiefs throughout our career that made it really hard for us to want to put ourselves in that position so yeah. I, I was saying it may be more effective to have both, right? Like, yeah, sure, we can, you know, try to prove ourselves to you, but on the mm. opposite end, acknowledging and knowing, you know, what we've been through, why not make it more comfortable for us by proving yourself to us too that you're not yeah. those people that hurt us? 
Right. And like with the understanding that most people have some level of like you could it could breach the line for trauma wherever that is, or it could just be really negative experiences, interactions that have harmed their ability to trust the chief's mess. So why aren't we approaching it as if that challenge exists? Like, why aren't we approaching it as an organization like we have a a, like a, a gap in trust that we have to overcome in order for these people to accept us and be willing to like enter and and operate in good faith and trust us so it's like we have to overcome that it's not just they have to prove their worth and the trust issue is not going to go away it's not going to go away there's going to continue to be uh chiefs and just anywhere in the world Mm -hmm. that are going to continue to do bad things because it's human nature and it's going to continue to break people's trust so why not just be ahead of it yeah Exactly. So why not what? implement something now to help that? Because it's always going to exist. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. Like we could turn the volume down on it, but like it's always going to be there to some degree for sure. So Chelsea, you haven't said a damn thing. Let's start with you. <laughs> so I, I am. I've been quiet um, mostly because I'm still unpacking for myself. Um, okay. Acceptance. Um, and what that means, because mm-hmm. I'm in Ariana's command. Um, okay. And so I am part of a mess that did not accept somebody. And yeah. there are reasons behind that. And so mm-hmm. uh, the thing I want to caution is making sweeping generalizations, because there are reasons mm-hmm. why that did not happen. And they had been addressed periodically throughout season. Right. And the- tried to Correct. Which now, is good. I'm not, saying, I'm not saying all of the onus is on mm. that individual because I don't believe that's necessarily true. But mm. There's more. I mean, I don't think anybody, first of all, fucking talks about what it's like to not accept somebody. Like this is yeah. not a fun activity. It fucking yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. it wrecks you emotionally. Yeah. Um. And did I miss was, that? Did we talk about that already? Because I didn't know no. that was a thing out there. This first heard we haven't talked about this yeah the specific yeah. thing chelsea's talking about now we've I kind of generally talked about it a little bit a thing but... out there that's blowing my mind yeah so um when i tell you there was more emotion from us mm-hmm. and wanting it like wanting to be able to pull it out of this person yeah then there was that person like watch like anything there was nothing mm-hmm. and there could be several reasons for that but they just never got to the point where they could let us in mm-hmm. and we didn't even get a glimpse of why that might be mm-hmm. until our and um mm-hmm. sat down with the rest of the nines with her in front of us and spoke to her to try and pull something out of her. And so Chelsea, um, I have a question. Sure. So obviously I, I hear you say like she sat down with all the nights. I'm assuming that's that final night. Say again, I'm sorry. I said I said that I, I assume that you said that she sat down with all the nines in front of you guys. So I'm assuming that's at final night. Yeah, this was during her council. So so again, I go back to like, you guys know, like everybody knows, like fi- I feel like final night is not the time to say like, yes or no, for sure. 
like, cause they're just, you know, it's a lot of heritage, obviously like the back, the backtrack of everything. And then you get to like the end where, yeah, you sit in front of them and you're like, you know, we know how the last little part of final night goes, obviously we're not going to talk about it, but, but it was, it had to have already been established prior to, and if it wasn't, wasn't, then that's an issue. Like that should have been brought up before final night. So you guys could have sat down so I don't know as, how as final nines. Night goes. Yeah. It's, 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 yeah. I don't know how final night goes other places because I've only seen season here and this is where I'm retiring out of. Right. Gotcha. Um, but I know for me personally, like I was not there until the very, very last second. And I fully expected her to be the same thing. I expected her to be going through like the team building evolutions and having these, you know, the questions asked to her and having, you know, sit downs at, we have compass points with eights and nines and, mm-hmm. you know, having these deeper discussions that she avoided during season. Cause we reached out to her. I personally reached out to her and she would not engage with me. But if she avoided during season, why do you think at the very last like minute she's going to change? Because she did have those conversations during the compass points. And for again, for me personally, like I missed a lot of time during my season just because I was sick. Right. Um, and like I have an autoimmune condition and it flared up for the first time during my season. It's unfortunate, but that's what sleep deprivation and fucking stress does to someone with a condition like mine. And so, like, I was out for almost a full two weeks. That's a lot of time to miss. Now, she was late a lot of the time. There were events that she didn't go to. There were events, like, meeting in one of the community centers that the selects would fucking invite us to for PQS and charge book conversations, whatever, that she wasn't present at. And we don't know why that is. I I have a question Um, for you. Do you sure. think that if it was still the primary onus there locally back on the subcommands instead of how they regrouped y'all up again, there would have been more awareness and more one-on-one and more knowledge to get ahead of these problems with her than the way so that they still, went back to the whole group? We still had interaction with just our command. So the way they did it was the big region had training twice a week altogether, and then we had usually a, a heritage Comrel event on the weekend. And then PT was with the region as well. FEP was with your command. Um, training on Wednesdays was with your command. And then there was heritage. If your command chose to do heritage training separately, um, that was with your command. So there were, there was a lot of individual command interaction and like I said, we reported it up and we were very frank, like, hey, she's not, she's not quite getting it. I personally, like, my, my season was very, was rougher than most, not just because I was sick, but because, like Desiree alluded to, I have a lot, a lot of, like, deep trauma with the mess. And so I was just perpetually triggered for the first fucking five weeks. Like, that's just the way it was, right? I wasn't opening up to anybody for shit. It wasn't happening. Um, But this was something different because the way she spoke about it is that there was an 
so we have two sides and, and Vicky's track in this, um, for the non CT types, we have, we work in a joint environment. So owns us in terms of like a work center. And then we have our Navy responsibilities separate. And so we have two chains of command. She had an issue operationally with her leadership that it looks like now it, something broke her. Right. But her chain of command and her chiefs in particular, she even said went to bat for her. Hmm. Now, that's where like the kind of disconnect is, is like, is there something else that happened in the past? It's possible, hmm. right? But if, it, if that's the instance that's holding her back, why does her chiefs fighting for her why why is that keeping her from connecting with us and she's not it's not that she's not wanting to connect with all of us mm-hmm. um, i in particular like i want her to talk to me and i've gone out of my way to like make plans with her to say hey like I, there's a conversation that we really need to have because mm-hmm. i broke 10 months before i was selected and i checked out I matched my PRD to my EAOS, which is why I have black fingernails. Like, I'm done, right? Um, matched my PRD to my EAOS. I turned over LPO. I turned over all the fucking collaterals that I had. I was done. I was doing me and that was it. Like, ops and medical appointments. So, I've been there. And she, for whatever reason... I don't know if it's a me thing, like if she's not comfortable with me as a human or, or what, um, or if she's afraid of the, the questions I might ask, what have you. Um, but like those conversations, like that's a conversation I think would be very valuable to her saying like, Hey, I know what it's like to break. And I know mm-hmm. how hard it is to find the give a fuck to want to bounce back. but. Like you can do it, you have it in you, but you have to want it. Because the way she's speaking about how disappointed she is right now, it's almost like, like there's no emotion behind it. Like it's just disappointment, I guess. About what and, though? Like what does she does she articulate? Like why she's disappointed, or that's just the feeling? It's it's she she. Just says like you know I'm just I'm I'm upset about it. And I, okay. Well, what are you upset about? And she goes, I don't really know. It's like hmm. I want to unpack this more with you. Like yeah. I can't make somebody give me their brain. Right. Right. Like that's you can't sit here and put somebody through that without their consent. And if they're not yeah. ready to have conversations and unpack it, they're just not going to do it. And. I understand the the heartburn surrounding um, the exclusion piece. That's um, something that I would never advocate for, um, mm-hmm. and that's not what's happening. Um, Good. I and to be clear, like there there have been chiefs at this command that were not accepted. Mm-hmm. And the sailors don't fucking know the difference that like, they're just not on, they're not on the distros, but they still, they still have divisions. They still have programs. They can still ask us questions. Like they are still 
Like we still recognize that they're wearing the uniform. They're wearing anchors. They are chiefs to their sailors. Their sailors call them chief. And they still, we all have jobs we got to fucking do. But when it comes to CPOA and, and planning season, sorry, like that's not something you're going to be a part of. And last year we had somebody who, so we had one person who made chief quite a while ago. Um, and he decided to go through last year and like people, people three, either three or four years. Yeah. Oh, it was longer than that. Because they were, he was at a different command. Yeah, it was, it was. Okay. Was it your, that wasn't your year? Was that your year? No, it was a year after me. Okay. Um, so like, that's, I, I think that shows a willingness to work with people too. And again, maybe this isn't every mess. I know it's not everywhere. I've heard stories about people who have been excluded to the point where junior sailors know, and that should never happen. Right. Mm-hmm. Like that. I don't know why that's my command. I made it that process. Um, but yeah. Um, I, I think that comes back to like, what you were saying about the lost cause sailor. Mm-hmm. Like I'm very much somebody who identifies with people who are considered lost causes because right. people considered me a lost cause. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are people in my mess who I know never accepted me. That's okay with me. Right. Um, yeah. But when it came to Ariana, before results even came out and things blew up with her social media mm-hmm. and I read it, I was like, okay, we're the same person. Let me, you know, try to work my way into her field of vision so we can have a conversation. Right. Right. And, um, I think having built that relationship where she trusted me, because she knew where I was coming from. She knows I'm a very fucking real person. I'm not going to bullshit you. I'm mm. not here to play the games. I will help you work and reason through things and shift your perspective. But like th- there's, there's no reason to have somebody like mentally suffer. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's the shit I can't get behind. And what I will say is in the region this year and even, you know, the the season at the command level that we did, um, I didn't see that. I, I mm. haven't seen things during season go that way. And I don't know if I'm just fortunate to be here. I think that's probably part of it. Yeah. But like, even during my season it was very easy for me to calculate and reason like, okay, here's what the reason is. Like, here's where we fucked up. Here's where I fucked up. Like, here's what we need to actually do. Here's the point. Here's what we're supposed to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and things seem to be very measured and calculated in that way here. Mm-hmm. Does that mean it's necessarily the best way of teaching it all the time? I think it depends. Right. Not everybody learns the same. 
but the stress of season I think is simulator for the stress of fucking real life, especially in this environment where you're a slave to two masters. Um, you, you just, the, the operational side wants all of your time. They want a full-time employee. And because we're senior enlisted, they expect more from you. They want more from you. And you have junior service members yeah. and civilians much of the time that need you just as much as your sailors. Like I've had to go, you know, throw hands with medical figuratively over one of my airmen. And I would gladly fucking do that for anybody because right. they weren't getting him a mental health appointment. That shit's important. And his fucking, the master sergeant and the sergeant first class that had tried before me failed. So yeah, I'm going to fucking, I'm going to jump in. But well, when you have both sides competing in this environment, it's very, very yeah. difficult to prioritize um, because you can have multiple crises, like crises involving thousands of people, crises involving individuals going on at the same time. Right. So you have to have your head screwed on right and be able to look, like drown out the noise kind of thing. Yeah. And, you know, going back like i i'm curious like how everybody feels about the like i i just get stuck on this idea of like um it, however it it happens there's always this common thread like like the season could be uh subjectively good bad in the middle somewhere like you know what i mean where there's like good aspects to it and it sounds like the season that you're describing had a lot of good aspects to it, but we still arrived in this place where we had a sailor that wasn't accepted. And the part that I, I take so much issue with is that we al allow that to happen at all. And if you frame it as like, this is a problem, like if you frame the, the sailor struggling, struggling with the things that are supposed to happen in the chief season, just being like the, all the things you're supposed to learn. And then probably most importantly, uh, in, especially in the case of this, this sailor is like, they need to, f they need to figure out how to at least functionally trust this organization so that they can be a part of it. Um, and if we're looking at that, like that's the problem, just like you looked at the problem with your sailor at medical and attack it as such. I feel like we would arrive at a place where most of the time, the sailors that have that disconnect that are having that issue with the mess and, and whatever conflict exists is going to be a barrier to them entering into a productive, meaningful, uh, like interaction with the chief's mess is like, if we were attacking it the same way and with the same passion and understanding that like, this is a thing that needs my attention. And this is a thing that I need to find a way to help them with, whether it's, it's, and this is probably the important part, like earlier when we were talking about how Christina will get those calls or like how I would get those calls. It's like sometimes I would get those calls. I would talk to the sailor and I'm like, I'm not the person that needs to be having this conversation. And I would go find the person that had the ability to do it. Right. Like I'm I, I have a deep, booming voice. I can I talk loud. I can come on kind of strong. I don't all of my um, my abilities are not like I have strengths and I have weaknesses. And so sometimes that sailor needs something else that isn't me. Like I'm not the prescription for this problem. And I would go find the person that was right. 
or try to, you know, like, or the collection of people or the resource or whatever. And so it's like, if we were attacking it in that way, how would we ever end up here? I guess is, is my point is like, I, I don't have a problem with ending up in a position where we arrive at what I consider a self, a symbolic moment of self-actualization, not literal acceptance, but I don't have a problem if we arrive at that point and a bunch of chiefs in the mess have heartburn with this sailor's readiness to, to take on the role, right? The, the following pinning. But I do have heartburn with the fact that um, the answer to it is exclusion in any way. And so, like, I guess because to me, that's like a chief going, well, you didn't get that medical help you needed because you didn't go to the fucking appointment I told you to go to. Or you didn't, you know, what I mean, like that you make it their fault. And it's like I, I how, how we ever arrive there, I, I, I don't understand, because if they don't. <laughs> And I, you could probably reframe the moment to make it so that they don't feel like they failed if they don't achieve that moment of self-actualization in the way that we're we're trying to. But like, if they don't, all that is to me is a recognition of, oh, well, we've got more work to do with that sailor. You know what I mean? Like we, that chief is going to need a little more of our attention. We're going to have to rally around them. We're going to have to provide them with the tools and resources or like and. and Honestly, like, I don't think we're here 99% of the time if we were conducting the season holistically as that type of thing that Desiree was describing earlier, where we're, we're actively trying to create trust the entire time instead of actively like othering them for the entire process all the way up until the last second and then trying to force them through the eye of the needle at acceptance, which is largely how it happens. And I get that it's different everywhere. And like, I, 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 it's not a broad sweeping generalization. It's my attempt at not being hyper specific so that I don't have to edit the shit out of this podcast. But like, um, like I understand there's like a spectrum, but I think the theme is that we, we, we do that to some degree, like every season I've ever seen over 11 years when I was in active duty and some other ones I've just been a part of. It's like to varying degrees and severities it's like they're actively othering these people and just like actively removing their sense of belonging to this group or trying to thwart it all the way up until the very last second and then they're like why aren't you why are you coming in here and saying you're chief select (laughs) you know or whatever and then if they're not ready because we in my view didn't prepare them the way that we should have and build that trust and build that relationship and and it just build an environment of safety and acceptance and all those types of things of course they're not going to they're not going to be ready uh, to, and they're they're we're going to arrive at this same problem and the answer when i think probably because there's just a dearth of of emotional intelligence is we are like oh well they're not one of us you know and it's like that's not the answer. And I, but if we, if we started at the beginning with this approach of actively trying to create that, like actively attacking the problem, like a good chief would, like you just described with your airmen, it's like, I don't think we would arrive at this place almost ever. Now there are some people like, and this sailor might be one of them that has such deep trauma in relation to authority figures, military leadership, the chief Smith specifically, whatever it is that, may not be overcome in a six-week chief season, no matter how great it is. And that's that's a thing. That might be 
where we're tagging in mental health. That might be, I just need more time and, or we just need more time to try to build that trust. It might just take longer, but then when I, I'm, as I'm saying that I'm thinking to myself, well, if the chief's mess is functioning this way, would they even have that deep of a, a wound or that thick of scar tissue in the first place? You know what I mean? And it's like, I don't, I don't know. Like it's, I don't want to wax philosophical too long, but like it's I, I just I, I'm looking at it like I why aren't we treating these sailors like you would your airmen? You know what I mean? During this process and giving them whatever they need to succeed or advocating or or intervening or whatever they need to get to the place that we need them to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, one of one of my. Hello, ah, she froze. She's probably still talking. Very similar to what you're saying. Mm-hmm. About halfway through the season, we were like, they're not, they're not really getting it, right? Yeah. And, um, and we started like getting them more there and there. And when it got to the final night, I had been working with the select. We were like, you know what? We, we've been working with them. They have significantly improved. They may not be to what your levels of wherever you yeah. think it might be. But I specifically know like we have put time into this person and mm-hmm. I'm willing to put my anchors down yeah. to accept them. And I will, I will work with them and they right. will get to where they need to get to. Mm-hmm. And we are going to accept this, this chief because they're here, but we're on final night. Yeah. It's fucking almost midnight, you know, yeah. like finished season and, and let's, let's get, let's get it going. But I, I want, I will, I accept. And like, there was yeah. a list of us who had been working with this sailor and but we're like hundred percent. Shouldn't like, that some of you guys haven't been be the criteria to even see it. And you it's know what like, I mean, like, shouldn't what you just described be the criteria? Like I'm saying, yeah. Like, like it's like, like, it's like a self licking ice cream cone. It's like, like if you're doing that and you invest in them, then you're going to subsequently want them to be part of your team as you continue to work with them. So that feeling of like, oh, the, the, this, they're one of us. This is mine now. And I want them in this group. Like, that's acceptance. Like, it's like fucking the criteria is that like, because Chelsea was kind of describing that one sailor. And it's like, accept, though, this is the problem. The sailors... Your internet is killing me, dog. Right? Like the sailors that we don't. Most of the time it's because, is it mine? Yeah, you're lagging. And so that's why I'm like talking over you. And then I realize you're still talking. So then I shut up and then you pause because you heard me 30 seconds later. Sorry. (laughs) It's all good. It should happen. I'm sorry. 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 But, but what I'm saying is, is exactly like, like Chelsea sailor or, or any of our Mm. sailors in the future that go through this, like, why are we not just standing up for them and being like, so when we don't accept, when we don't accept sailors, right? The ones that have the trauma, mm-hmm. the ones that don't trust the mess. Now we're just digging that hole even deeper. Yep. Like, here we go. <laughs> like, hey, you don't, we didn't accept you. So you got to work harder. And so it's let's like, make I'm this now worse. on ground. I think the biggest thing that sucks about this is that like, <clears throat> maybe if, if the sailor knew why, why like that, at least yeah. for me, it does so much. So if you can tell me why this happened to me or didn't mm. happen to me, I might be more at peace with it. And maybe yeah. I can leave with something to work on if I want to work on it. And right. so like my my fix for that is like 
one, like involving a mental health care professional, right? Whether Mm -hmm. that's at the beginning or throughout to sit down and interview each individual and figure out where are you at? I don't know if it could be some sort of pretest or what, but then everybody has a gauge of where they're at when it comes to trust or do they have any traumas? Do they need extra work that way? each individual can be catered to on a specific level to work mm-hmm. through their issues. That's setting them up for success. And right. then some sort of Isn't final that- exam where you can measure those expectations. So then boom, if you're not accepted or you don't pass the final exam or the capstone, then you know, when you have feedback that was given to you at the beginning regarding expectations, that's just mm-hmm. like, logically that makes sense to me and how you navigate this you know 100 year system if that's how long it's been around you know yeah um, so what you just described to me sounds like the role of a good sponsor essentially like if you have a good sponsor they should be the ones that are you know having those one-on-one gauges with you as soon as your sponsor is assigned that way they know where you're at, then taking that information back to the mess, communicating that so that we collectively know where you stand as an individual. I don't disagree with you. However, that's putting a lot on a sponsor as because like it's like the the me taking <laughs> umbrage with the McPond saying Chiefs for mental health tax effectively. It's like you you if you have a good sponsor, that's great. But some people don't have my sponsor was terrible and I love him to this day. Uh, he's a great dude, but he was just not in the place to be a, an effective sponsor. We were on deployment on a special project submarine. He had a lot of responsibilities and didn't have time to be a good sponsor. And he was just assigned like my cops just like you're going to be his sponsor. And he's like, Fuck. you know, like he tried. He's a great dude. I love him to death. But like it, he wasn't a good sponsor. He wasn't he was just wasn't there. And and some other chiefs jumped in and filled that gap, which was great, too. But like, I don't I don't think like you you can put that on a sponsor to accomplish reliably. You know what I mean? Because a mental health provider is going to be trained and educated and qualified and all the things to do that reliably every time. And I'm not saying there's not like good and bad mental health providers out there, like whatever. But like, I, I don't know if if. And this is something I'm a big advocate for. I'm trying to, uh, after we're done here, I got to do homework and then I got to, uh, I'm tr- helping the Space Force cats that went through the season try to create a, a season structure and just share lessons learned and stuff. Um, and one of the things is like, there's no formal policy document. There's no formal guidance. There's no formal structure built around the season to where if I'm going to assign you as a sponsor, Tori, you should be getting some kind of fucking training. You should be getting some kind of like expectations and like qualification of some sort, but like some type of formal training. It's just like in like ELD, like if you're going to facilitate it, you got to go get qualified. It's like you should have something. And if I'm going to try to put that type of an evaluation on you, you need to get training to do that. And maybe it's a it's some form of a hybrid where they get seen by mental health for an analysis, but then you're provided some training in that on how to monitor it and see if anything is like going off the rails. And if it, if you see any of those warning signs, you'd send them back or, or whatever. However, the smart kids that are better at this than me, um, want to structure it. But like, 
I I can't point at that at the current like understanding of a sponsor, like what we're saying that it is. It's just some person that gets assigned or volunteers and gets zero training unless they have a great CMC or mess that has some type of local process for doing that. And so it's like, I, I agree with you. If you had a great sponsor, like oh, that, that could fill that role. You know what I mean? But it's like more often than not, they're probably not capable by no fault of their own. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I get that. But at mm-hmm. the same time, talking about including mental health, like an actual mental health care professional mm-hmm. in the season feels like it's nothing but waxing philosophical because we have sailors that are first term oh, that yeah. are waiting months and months and months You're to not get wrong. seen for like even just an initial evaluation. Yeah. So where the fuck yeah. are they supposed to come from? Like, you want me to clap I my mean, hands and suddenly yeah. find a social worker? Yeah. It doesn't work like that. Right. You're so not wrong. Who's going to fill the gaps? So I like, I mean, the... <sighs> This is going to be a pie in the sky answer because I don't it's to me, it's how you fix a problem. But do I expect it to happen anytime soon, if ever? Probably not. Um, But it so if we were able to objectively improve leadership quality and just competence across the board, you'd see a dip in acute mental health issues. I don't think the acute mental health issues would outpace the demand. And then maybe we would have somebody to like, then maybe mental health providers could be more proactive and less reactive. But I don't think our current model will allow for, even if there was like an infinite number of mental health providers, I don't think the organization wouldn't be able to support everybody having like a mental health provider be the answer because if they did, Nothing would ever get done. Deployments wouldn't happen like because of the stress that we're all under. So there, there's just never going to be a place where even if we could employ an infinite number of providers, that a provider is going to be the answer to everything all the time or be able to be um, present in the places that we want them to all the time or whatever. It's like we have to fix the thing that's causing the stress at a point that acute mental health issues are becoming so prevalent. and. I don't think we're going to do that with mental health providers, you know, like they're they're there for when things become so bad that you need to go to an outside professional to like work through those things. And it's like it's it's this weird space where like when the Mick Pond said what he said in that memo, I 100 percent understand it as because like Scotty Tukorzik said something to the effect of need any conversations. Uh, It might have been when Desiree did a podcast with him or I read it somewhere. I don't know. But like. It's the same the same idea of like we should be the ones doing the the maintenance or whatever you want to call it to prevent it from getting to a point where they need to be removed from their environment and go to mental health. That's going to happen sometimes because trauma is a real thing. Like I, I had some shit happen to me at the end of my career that it was like it doesn't matter when that happens. I'm going to fuck like I needed to be removed from my environment. I was put on limb due and I had to go to like mental health care. Right. But that like what happened to me is like an anomaly in like the life cycle of a person. Right. It's a thing that happens to people, but it doesn't happen to people all the time. It's something that you can work through. Um, There's scar tissue there, but I feel like I've worked through it and I'm a better person as a result. But like right now we're in this place where where sailors it's like everybody needs a mental health care professional to just get through the fucking day. You know what I mean? And it's like you that's not it's not sustainable it's not, we can't accomplish what we would need to 
either with the mental health of that person or the mission that we're charged with completing. So it's just like at some point we need to realize that the answer isn't to just complete, like just continue to scale up access to mental health care. While that's great. And I'm on board with like us having the most robust and proactive mental health care network that we can. It's like we also have to fix the thing that's causing the issues that are overwhelming our our mental health care providers so it's like but again like you're saying like i mean we're waxing philosophical i know so, that that's fucking what i do 90 so, of the time because i don't think that the organization's ever going to get on board with any of this shit but maybe so so last year i did a couple of committees and it was probably my favorite year so far because i did safety and sheriff here depending mm. on where you're at like God, you sound like a fucking sheriff. sheriff like if i couldn't see your face i'd think you'd had a fucking bucket hat and like a six shooter on his shit well it was it was um so the majority of my my you know committee leads for that mm-hmm. all had us all had the living works assist training right this you know awareness of suicide and ideation mm-hmm. and how to talk through them so like we mm-hmm. really pushed from that so we did cpr we did a training from doc he gave us every time someone had a medical issue what to watch for and then we also had the mental health stuff to be able to like sit down with someone i gave people apps for self-care resilience mm-hmm. like i felt like that was like my jam Hell um, yeah. but i feel like that's where you have to bring what we can of training down to that level and then the different committees and get them trained up in these things to watch for since we can't pay to bring you and i you and i are going to talk about everything you just fucking said after this and <laughs> package it somehow so that i can put a resource on the website or something to that effect that chief oh, seasons yeah. can just come pull from because that's yeah, fucking. And, I mean, it's brilliant. it's a DOD. Those are DOD contracted courses. I mean, yeah, no, I, I've never even I, heard of heard of, of Life Works Assist. Living Works, Living Works, yeah, Living I'm, Works I'm or a, Living. That's I'm, what I'm, I'm a, tra- I'm a trainer. I haven't finished. Like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm allowed to train assist, but I haven't because I'm a chicken shit. Because it is really, really deep and it takes a lot of prep. Like you got to prep for yeah. like two weeks with who you're training that one with in advance. Mm-hmm. Um, but with my quote unquote downtime now, hopefully I'll start working with, I've got a couple of contacts on the Island that are like, mm-hmm. we'd gladly train with you and stuff. Yeah. Need more people. So, um, and like the safe talk. So I tried to get that push two years in a row now, um, for all chiefs, I keep hitting walls, but now I'm realizing now like, Hey, what if I, well, what if I go could, outside the lifelines? Right. What if I could, right, if you, I could you convince them to make that mandatory for yeah. sheriffs, sheriffs here, I mm-hmm. can slowly start pushing. And like, right. so I had a, I did have a question I want to ask Des. Um, I know that since I guess CPO LD or whatever the hell came online right before that we had like SLC and the first week this was right before COVID was always SLC mm-hmm. and like a fashion show um, and little things like that. What do y'all do legitimately during first week that the mess is not allowed to come to? I know they call it like warrior toughness and readiness or something, but I legitimately have no idea what you guys learned during that first week of training. And that's what I was trying to get with y'all to do like, at least safe talk, but I kept, we, I guess we didn't have the time. They went over all of the like Navy policy in a sense, like they went over the mission vision guiding principles. They went over what uh, warrior toughness was. Um, that's really what it was. And they had all the master chiefs come in and teach a topic about the mission vision guiding principles. Um, and they talked about character. Uh, that's where we did our character training. Um, and I believe that that was not nearly enough time to delve into those topics because when you 
think about the mission, vision, guiding principles. Like those are your expectations, right? From the McPond, from the Navy. It's what you're so why are we on. only, yeah. So why are we only spending not even a week, yeah. but like an hour out of the day discussing that? And that was the only how, time that we talked about it. How many hours were your trainings that first week? Because when I went through, it was Monday through Friday, your full work day. It was like TAD from your office that first week. We had was Monday, that- Wednesday, and Thursday the first week. And the training was from 13 to 15, I want to say. But so it was two hours, but it was incorporated with like, like they did the uniform fashion show in that first week. They did yeah. like... So yeah, they would spend an hour on like the mission, vision, guiding principles, a topic one day, and then they would add something else in the next hour, like a program or something like the command program holders came and introduced themselves. So yeah, that's Some what of that sounds like command in doc or something like, is this really what we should be spending our bandwidth on? You know what I mean? Like when you're checking into a new command and they're like, and, and yep. I haven't always had that, but well, like, even like, our in doc is full days. <laughs> <laughs> so you're getting less than a command in doc, you know? Oh, uh, that's fucked up. Um, yeah, I, I don't know, man. I, I mean, the trainings were good. I personally just wish that mm. it was more, and they spent more yeah. time because those are the conversations that I was waiting to have in a room full right. of master chiefs, and we didn't I'm, get to have them. I'm wondering why that shifted. I guess that'll have to be a question I ask in the feedback channel. Like maybe because yeah. there was 42 of us, and they didn't have adequate resources as far as space mm. <laughs> to do has that. It, I don't know. Has it, anybody here been to CPOS or CPO? What's it called? The ELD one, the new one. Um. No. LDC? I sent you, I sent you that pack. I sent you the yeah. packet of it that someone told me because I brought up something I was studying that Des sent me, and she's like, "Oh my god, this was in mm-hmm. the course that I had," and I was like, "Oh." So nobody's been to the CPO leadership development course. Our first course is being offered out here uh, uh-huh. next month, and I'm going to try okay. to get a seat in it. But they're prioritizing those that are actually eligible for that star to go yeah. through first. <laughs> of course, they are. And when I tried to go to it prior to, it was because obviously reservist, it's a little different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it, it, it wasn't. There's just. They only had a few seats and then. Really? Yeah. For us. Interesting. Because I talk when I talked to Toby Ruiz and uh, his uh, Steve something, uh, his course manager for all the intellect stuff. They were making it seem like uh, we have all the resources and capacity that you could possibly need and we just don't have enough people signing up. They did say chiefs were a lot like the chief courses were a lot more utilized than the lower level courses, which is just an illustration of how fucked up priorities of the chiefs are. But like, okay, yeah, Uh, yeah, I don't. Yeah, yeah. I know uh, like the Pensacola area just got um, an. few qualified facilitators mm. so this will be our first offerings here okay well that's good we Hopefully we have a bunch it. just send them tad over there shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah so, hey hey i have a question who's gotten their emails back yet is anybody yeah everybody one four <laughs> <laughs> here we are what um, over a month like yeah we're probably not going to give it to like this January, December, January out here. Sorry, Des. This is just the way admin works in a ridiculously I haven't gotten an large... email since 2022. <laughs> my my <laughs> email was, you the one that was in my journal that said yeah. that 
I was uh-huh. saying my Eva was in my OMPF literally on September 17th or 18th, whatever that Monday was. Damn. Who, who in here shared he the, like, the sweatshirt that has it. like recommended for retirement or something on their Facebook? Oh, it wasn't me. Yeah? That's funny, well, though. Somebody. It was really good. Yeah. Oh, my God. Christina, you have to tell us about your course you did this week because I keep seeing your And I'm like, oh, my God. It, oh, you know the what? muster? $3, the Jacko muster? So much. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I, I literally, it was, it was so, I was sitting there and, you know, obviously I have my law enforcement side. Um, mm-hmm. That's kind of why, how I was able to go. So long story short. Um, I got recognized during a training, and so I got sponsored oh. to go from one of actually the muster um, workers. He works oh, nice. with Jocko, and yeah. he gets a certain certain amount of spots a year that he can give out to. Um, he works for the fire department um, that he can give to his guys, and he gave me one of them, which was really cool. Um, oh, that's awesome. But so I have the military side, and I have my law enforcement side, and I'm sitting in training, and I'm like. And I mentioned in the very beginning the whole ownership thing. And I read his book. Mm-hmm. If you guys haven't read it, Extreme Ownership. Totally recommend reading yep. it. It's Dichotomy of Leadership. Yep. I'm in the I'm almost done with that one. Um, yeah. but extreme extreme ownership. Um, I have read it twice. Uh and uh mm-hmm. I still learn something new every single time. So I highly recommend it. But being in the course itself, I was like, you know what? This is literally something I want to teach the mess before season starts. Mm. like like just talk about it like extreme ownership and like talk about mm-hmm. how you know we like we had talked about this in the very beginning of this session about pointing the finger right like we always say like oh the the, the select's not getting it they're not mm. trusting us they and we use that word and we have that finger pointing mm-hmm. and um i've always been very very big on again that's why i don't give the answers but i do tell the truth i i, I say how it is and mm. I think that's a problem. Like when we don't do that and we're like, Oh, figure it out. And it's like, well, they're fucking coming to us. Like they don't get it. Let's own up to us. Not, we're not obviously training them the right way. We need to figure it out and and give them the proper tools so they can succeed. So they can get accepted. So they can like get the most out of season, you know, like Des, Des was saying like, we need to build their trust, right. As select, like we need to build the selects trust in us. We need that hundred percent. We need to do that. And we don't own it. We don't own that. We need to do those things. We just expect them to understand and get it. And they've never been in this position. The selects come to season wanting knowledge, wanting guidance, wanting to be accepted. That's what they want. So why aren't we giving it to them? Why aren't we giving it to them and then owning why they're not getting it? And yeah. and so like this course, it literally like refired, like, you know, it relit the fire within me and I really want to, and I know who's going to be running my season next year out here. I'm going to sit down and talk to her and be like, Hey, give me an hour, maybe two, just to talk mm-hmm. about this. Yeah. Just to talk about it. It, if any of you guys can ever go to one of these musters after you read the book, I, I really mm-hmm. recommend it being at a chief level. I know it's expensive and it's not uh, Navy. It's like a $3,000 course. Um, being a first responder, you get a discount, but I'm assuming. Yeah. It's you know, still going to be over you guys, grand. It's yeah. still going to be a lot. Right. Damn. But, but, but you, you got so much out of it. Like everyone's like, like mm-hmm. a lot of my friends are like, Oh, you're up at four o'clock for PT. Like, what are you yeah. doing? Like, what do you, but the PT was also just like a motivating, like intro into the day. Right. And it was yeah. like, like, own yourself like own be responsible like you know people were like next to me complaining like and i was listening to them and they're like i can't do this or this is hard and it's like okay Mm -hmm. well 
how about you take some ownership and not being in shape and then fix yourself. Yeah. If you're you're yeah. making all these complaints, you paid all this money to come here, you paid this money to to learn. That's what they're trying to teach you. They're not they're you're not here to sit here and and not try and complain and, yeah. and all this stuff. And it's like but the course itself, I I wish that we taught more ownership in the military. Mm-hmm. I really wish we did. And you know, there was a couple master chiefs that spoke that are up there. And um, when they were talking too, they were talking about, you know, at their level, what they were seeing, um, you know, when they were on the SEALs. Then you have Jocko, obviously, at the commander level and mm-hmm. and Leif at the commander level. And it's and you're listening to it and it's like the SEALs have this mentality and they were trickling the ownership down. Right. And what they teach is, is like if you have ownership and you're teaching that and you're 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 displaying that in front of your juniors. It's going to teach them to have some ownership and then it will start mm-hmm. to bleed into your culture. And, you know, it's like the same thing. Like you want trust. Well, you got to give trust. Mm-hmm. You want respect. You got to give the respect. And like, that's pretty much what they teach through this entire course over and over and over again. You yeah. want it. Well, you better be the one giving it. And yep. so I really, I really can't wait to like get through season next year. I took a little break mm-hmm. this year just because of all the things I had going on. But, you know, next year, just be a little bit more involved again and, you know, get this out there. And I mean, I, this, the I little have a bit that I did for you about that, if you wouldn't mind. Yeah. Like, OK, so do, do there is there any understanding of like how to keep and maintain that ownership in a very volatile, like back and forth? workspace oh, yeah. so for example like so, you know tori used to work up where we're at but you know we reorg every quarter our sailors end up this division that division this ad con all of a sudden they have a different operation every three fucking months like how do mm-hmm. you stabilize that have you ever seen the good video the good video yes just look up good jocko and good jocko on youtube Willick. Yeah, it's yeah. like that's the answer to your question. It's I did a training on my last submarine. It was like sailor through six year phase one or whatever the fuck we were calling it at the time. But I like I used to for the last like six years I was in the Navy. I was I, I had like stacks of extreme ownership and I would just hand them out. Um, and I did a training where we played his TED talk where he explains like the origin story of extreme ownership about the blue on blue situation where he was he thought he was going to get fired and he ended up kind of like having this epiphany of like, I'm, well, I'm just going to fall on the, on my sword and take at like hundred percent ownership. Cause I'm the guy I'm in the commander. And when you see him, cause like the best part about Jocko, I feel like is he's like this really, really intelligent, articulate, emotionally intelligent human being that looks like fucking king kong like he's like he looks like the like if you look up navy seal in a dictionary you fucking find jocko willink resting bitch face like this just sounds like a fucking demon like he's the type of dude that you'd think would just be this like real brute and he's not at all so when you see that dude standing up there talking about his experience and talking about that happening and if that guy can take ownership of that type of like that type of a situation it's like who the fuck am i to not you know what i mean it's like it's just such right. a great illustration to like to show and and it's a it's a great functionally it's one of those things where i joke with people all the time about how 
um, I have chiefs or just leadership that'll be like, I've been telling my sailors this forever. And then they heard it on your podcast and all of a sudden it's brilliant and they're doing it and it pisses me off. And it's like, yeah, but some, like I was saying earlier, sometimes you're not the one to deliver the message. You know, they need to hear it from another source. And it's like, when you're like looking at somebody that you, um, respect, idolize, maybe just have a lot of like, you you believe in their message or whatever like it's most people in the navy have like a healthy respect for navy seals bare minimum and it's like when jocko's standing on stage say it's like that it's it's such a powerful illustration that like i highly highly recommend trying and it like blew all the i had all these first classes sitting on the mess decks and we were doing this training and i played that uh not the good video i played that ted talk and when it was over, they were just like, holy shit. Like, and I gave a bunch of guys copies of the book and, uh, yeah, it was, it was, uh, very, very powerful. And I highly recommend like trying to, and I get eye roll sometimes. Cause like Jocko has almost become like so famous at this point that some people are like, uh, kind of, it's like over they're just over, like the saturation is too much or whatever. So they're kind of over it. So I get shit from people sometimes, but like, I'm like, dude, this fucking book, like, I don't care. Like maybe he has become a little too commercial, but whatever. But like that book, extreme ownership is fucking incredible. Um, and I'm like, Christina, I've read it like three times. I have like fucking highlighter and sticky notes and shit written in the margins (laughs) and shit. It's definitely the birth of like the, the way that, um, the way that I approach things was when I read that book, but. Yeah, I think you actually did like a spin the yarn on the good video at one point. And uh, like even recently, I've kind of like put my own adaptation on it, but I was thinking Mm -hmm. back to it. Um, So like this week, I just got task saturated Mm -hmm. to the point where like Monday afternoon, it was task paralysis, that overwhelming like, oh, my God, what the fuck do I do with my hands? And then when it came time Tuesday to get that shit done, mm-hmm. uh, I got like halfway through it just running off of pure adrenaline, right? Because mm-hmm. you don't want to get punched in the face by XO for being late on X, Y, or right. Z. You don't want to get punched in the face by the CMC for being late on X, Y, or Z. And I still had a couple more things left on my list that I needed to do, but I was mm-hmm. just so incredibly overwhelmed. And it was like, okay, good. I have these things to do. But mm-hmm. also, let's find a way to get over this whole like mental block that I've got mm-hmm. and pull up our big girl pants and get to work. Right. So I confiscated every stress ball from my office and from my team. <laughs> and I locked myself in a conference room and just threw them as hard as I could at a wall until I felt like I had all that anxiety and overwhelming and just nice. Bullshit out of the way to the point mm-hmm. where my brain could function like a brain is supposed to. Like the wrinkles reappeared and the smoothness was gone. I like it. I, I like, feel like the the thing that pops <laughs> into my head is when we were kids. Uh, it's a long story, but my parents uh, told us they were going to get a divorce. They reconciled. Everything's fine. Um, but at the time, there were issues, and so they they told us that. And my mom's way of like. Um, and we thought she was she had like gone nuts when we were kids. We were little. Um, she our our thing that to deal with it was we went into the kitchen and she there was this area where the trash can was and she like moved out of the way and she gave us plates and we just threw plates at the wall like a frisbee and they just blew up like you know and it was just like I just remember doing it. I don't know why 
I don't know why she had us do that. I don't know where she got the idea from. I, she's never explained it to me, but I'm thinking about it. And I'm like, I remember first we thought she was nuts. And we're like, you really want me to throw this plate at the wall? Like, you're the authority figure here that if I did this on my own would flip out. So we're like, I feel like I'm being tricked, you know, like, but then you finally do it. But then once you do it, you got caught up and there's like this release. So like, yeah, like that's. Yeah, that's the thing about emotions. They demand to be felt, Mm -hmm. right? And I probably put that in at least half of the charges that I gave out to male selects this year. It's a great line. I always like I ask them, what's your biggest strength? What do you feel mm-hmm. your biggest challenges? And what do you what do you turn to when you're ready to quit? Mm-hmm. And the majority of and it's probably across the board, but I'm just going to generalize males because that's been my experience giving out charges mm-hmm. for one year um, said that their biggest challenge was opening up and being honest. So mm-hmm. that line went into every single one of them, like feel the emotions, then get to work. I'm writing down. What do you turn to? When you're gonna quit, that's a good. By the question. way, I need to charge from you, Tori. I need to charge from all y'all. Fuck, I, I'm so I, I, delinquent. I, 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 I need to charge from all y'all too. Yeah, I need to charge from everybody. My, char- my charge I is about all these a little bit, charges. but I got you. It's is fine. fine. I don't. Hey, yeah, it's fine. Take your time. Des, when are you coming over to karaoke? You gotta make this happen. Turn, gonna quit. <laughs> Let me know you're when you're on mute. You're on mute. Demands to be felt. Whenever. I like it. <laughs> I have I have I have two questions I wanted to ask two different people. But so uh Tori, can you tell us like some of what you learned as a first year this year? Chelsea, was it your first year too or second year? Second, I think, right? Second. Yeah. yeah, so like what did you all pick up on that you didn't pick up on the first or second time around? So I don't know. Season this year. For some reason, I had like a lot of that emotional reverberation going on. Like, I can't even tell you how many times I cried during final night. And it wasn't even my fucking final night. (laughs) (laughs) Just watching other people go through it Mm -hmm. brought it all back in a very like raw capacity. Echoes. Sorry, that doesn't change. I still cry during final (laughs) night, so it's all right. (laughs) Um, but like throughout season this year, I was kind of, uh, the slucks called me the mess mom because I was the one that always had like a fanny pack full of snacks or yeah. the Tylenol or the dig Man, you're doing it right. Whatever the heck is going yeah. on. Yep. Um, I do the same shit. I like my backpack sure on final eat. night always has snacks and Motrin and band-aids and shit. Just like whatever I thought the selects might need during the events to like patch them up and get them back in the game. Like yeah. I don't want to select on the sideline or not engage because they have a headache. Like, nah, fuck that. Here's some Motrin. Get back in there. You got this. Like, and like awesome. for my final night last year, I was getting over a like terrible upper respiratory infection. Yeah. And I had Ugh. wished that somebody had those things for me or right. that somebody had reminded me, Hey, you need to stop and eat this protein bar real quick. Yeah, yeah. Like, I didn't have that, so I wanted to pass that on and pay it forward. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, a lot of what I learned is that, like, it takes all kinds. Um, like, I was fortunate enough to have two really good sponsors. One of them went out on mission halfway through, and the other one, like, really stepped up and stepped in, which was awesome. But um, being like the piece of furniture this year, Mm -hmm. um, 
there was a lot that really hit me like whenever somebody else's sponsor would come to me and be like hey you know they're just not getting it from me they're not opening up they're not showing mm -hmm. their emotions and like my collateral duties are human factors counsel expanded operational <laughs> stress control like I you're, embrace the mom side of you're myself. You're mini Christina. They're coming <laughs> to get you to fix shit. <laughs> so is that, that a coincidence the that like, all the hey. people in this chat are the ones that people come and grab? You know what I mean? Like, come on, man. Yeah. So like final night, whenever we were going through the compass points and stuff and be it's right next to the mic thing. I was going to blow uh, my nose and I clicked the wrong button. All right, go ahead. We're recording. Sorry. Okay. So like being CTs, we're all hyper logical. So everybody was stuck in that kind of like, this is the answer. I don't know why it's the answer, but I know it's the answer. So I'm just going to say it sort of mindset and we're overthinking everything. And there was a point where we broke for dinner and like, I'm, I'm there to observe. I was at each of the compass points, seeing how they were working. And uh, a couple of the different sponsors were like, Hey, come talk with, come talk to my select with me. Like, I just wanted to see what the conversations were and what were happening. And they're like, no, get in here. They need they need mom. Yeah. <laughs> so that's so like funny. It, and then there were other people that were just, like awesome. I was last year, deep in their emotions that they mm. couldn't see past it that needed yeah. that hyper logical side. Yeah. So it really I does get, take I all kinds. That. Yeah. And I feel like it's a direct reflection on what the mess actually is. I'm I'm mm. in a really awesome mess. I love our mess. Nice out here. Um, hey, trash to, panda in the house. What's up? Hey, to really like intertwine and like you're not going to be the right leader for some for some people. Yeah, no, that's and dope. Because like to be able to kind of pull together. Even to this day, yeah. like I have, so I have anxiety issues that and sleep issues, and that sometimes can be. Like I was never diagnosed with depression, but I feel like it's a thing and I get there's just these days where it's like I'm in I'm like a, a real low and like it happened a few days ago and I noticed I forced myself to I had to do some statistics homework because I'm a full time college student right now and um, I noticed while I was forcing the function of like, OK, we are where we are, but this thing still has to get done. And I like forced myself to do my homework, which is it's a tiny thing. Like it's not it's not hard. I was sitting in my computer. It's not a big deal. Um, and but I noticed like my mood improved when I like forced myself to do the thing. And it's like sometimes like that's like when I'm in the that place, I need that like what you were just describing that like cold logic of like yeah, but th there's just shit that needs to get done tomorrow or the next day. You're gonna not be in this place anymore. And so there's all these things that happen in my head where it's like. I used to just wallow, you know what I mean? Like when I was at my lowest, I would just sit there and be like, well, this sucks. Woe is me. But through therapy and through like people like, like I've talked to a lot of people outside of therapy, but that I consider very emotionally intelligent humans like Jeff Bayless. I've spent a ton of time talking to about stuff like this. Um, and it, yeah, that helps like when you're in that place, like having that somebody explain some of those things can like, even if you don't, it doesn't necessarily make me feel better when you explain something to me, but it gives me the tools to recognize it for what it is and then start moving forward. You know what I mean? And like that, that's really cool. Like that, cause I harp on emotional intelligence a lot 
but you need both. You know what I mean? Like you, you can't, you can't just be emotionally intelligent or just be cold, logical, like, you know, yeah, that's fucking, that's dope. Or like, uh, so after each of our training sessions, once all of like the majority of the mess would leave, Mm -hmm. the selects would come back in with the season chairs. Um, and I stayed behind for some of those to kind of hear and listen in on those like why discussions and kind of helping guide them to, you know, the purpose behind the pointed barb that just happened. Mm -hmm. Um, but I also used that as an opportunity to, as Des was talking, build that respect and that trust both mm-hmm. ways. Um, week two in, our selects weren't journaling. And that's mm-hmm. something that they were required to do by their orders. But also, yeah. like, if, if you've ever seen mental health, you know that they tell you mm-hmm. journaling is a huge thing. It gets all the negativity and stuff out of your brain. There were a lot of them that were struggling with like sleep deprivation. I was like, okay, well, write the shit down. Mm -hmm. Write it down. It'll be out of your head. You'll fall asleep faster. You'll sleep better. Um, And they just weren't getting it. So I used the opportunity to really drive the point home by reading what was my most vulnerable journal entry. Um, And it was for an event that we didn't do here this year, but we did last year. Yeah. Um, I know Ariana knows exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. It's the thing that like completely breaks you as a fucking human being. Yeah. Um, and even rereading the journal entry to them, I lost control of my emotions, yeah. but I got through it. And but I that's used so... like at that point on that's powerful, they were like, though, Oh too. Wait. Yeah, they're like, wait a minute, I should be journaling. And yeah. it hit and it stuck. Yep. And so I wish that I was know. a thing I during kind of, my season. <laughs> I almost <laughs> felt like like a social worker in a capacity throughout yeah. the season because of like just the things that people would come to me for on the one-on-one. Mm-hmm. But there were definitely still a couple of those disappointed mom talks that needed to happen that day. Yeah. That's yeah. That's a part of it too. But that like that's one of the like I'm gonna get put my Brene Brown hat on, the power of vulnerability of like you being willing to share that, like it's not, you're not just sharing the content and the emotion of it. You're like, you're like showing them part of yourself. You know what I mean? And like that, like you being willing to take that kind of a risk builds trust just in, in and of itself. You know what I mean? And like, those are always the most powerful moments during trainings or whatever season event we're talking about, like um, where somebody tells a story or shares a part of themselves like a chief will do it a lot of the time. Sometimes it'll be a select. Like I've had, I've been present for some white hat burial stories that like the room was like, you just felt the whole energy change. And like, it was quiet as a church and like, everybody was just like, holy shit, you know? Um, But then other times just like a chief was trying to drive home a point to a select and they did exactly what you just described. Like in it slightly different ways where they're telling a story about how like they lost a sailor or they something went horribly wrong and they had to it was their fault or whatever and it's not just the content of it it's like they start you start to see the like they're humanizing themselves you start to see a part of themselves that logically i guess you could say you knew was there but they you've never seen it before and when they start showing it to you it's like 
it's like a communication without words of saying like, you're safe here. You're one of us. I'm going to be vulnerable with you. You can be vulnerable with me. I trust you with this so you can trust me with some of your things. Like, it's just such a fucking carrying the weight of the anchor together. What? Such a huge, huge deal. (laughs) I think you could get your face a little closer to your camera, Ariana. I'm just saying. Uh, just it just blacked out again but i think you could probably get it i'm fucking with you <laughs> mm-hmm. we are recording yeah so i i yeah <laughs> i gooned up um uh, right before you dropped in i hit the stop button by accident when i was trying to mute it myself but it's back it's so, recording again. so just a note you know all the pictures on my screen there's a little red dot in the corner for recording except for ariana's Oh yeah, hers is maybe because you jumped in late. I'll just stop again and start again. You anyway, yeah. Now you now you got. Oh, now I have a timer going. Yeah. Oh yeah, look at that. Yeah, it might have just been that, but I don't know. I've never had somebody jump in mid recording before, so I honestly have no idea if that's what it is or not. Sorry, I think I fucked it up. Sorry if I cut off everything you guys just said. My bad. No, you're good. You're good. I stopped I doing the mom duty, and I'm sure it's going to happen again. They're eating so, right now. So, but. before you jumped in, and that was kind of what Tori was doing, was uh, Victoria asked, uh, what base kind of like, what did you learn? Well, I guess so, Tori, it was her first year on the other side of it, but it was like, what did you learn during the season type shit? But it's not the same question I because love, she I was just asking. Say, Tori? Go ahead. I was going to say, Tori, can I just say, like, I loved how involved like you 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 were in your season like for your first year i know like a lot of like seasons like they say first year is just take a step back just sit back and but mm-hmm. like hearing like how involved and how much of an impact you have because like i really truly think like first years have such such importance to a season because mm-hmm. they had just gone through it like they still have their emotions are still like very much attached they yeah. they it's a similar training because, you know, it doesn't change drastically year to year. It just slowly changes to mm. where, you know, five, seven, what is it? Five years ago? I don't even know anymore. What? Yeah. Five How long years you ago. Been? Yeah. <laughs> How, all my blooming. Light. I'm just kidding. Uh, so, uh, but five years ago, how much it's changed to yeah. now, you know, like, like I'm hearing about these journal entries and I'm like, those are awesome. Like, that's awesome. That's yeah. an awesome thing to do. We started it here this year too. Um, but like hearing how the impact was with it, you know, me, I'm like, mm. that would have been cool to do, but like, no, like really having that. And then the, the impact that you have for the, for the new the new chiefs, the selects, like that was amazing. Yeah. So I just want to say like, you know, for the, for the new chiefs, like if I, like I tell my, my first year is the same thing, but love to see it like on, on other ends is that be involved as much as you guys can be. And if people give you shit for being too involved, like tell mm-hmm. them to fuck off because well, you're learning so by perfect, so being involved. Perfect segue. I have a question. I have a question about that topic. Like, cause I've kind of, I, I've always been kind of an advocate of like first years being part of the furniture so that they, they are, you're, you're detached and you're in receive mode as, or, and you're just observing what's going on so that the next year you have a really great grasp on what chiefs do. Uh, during the chief season for the selects to facilitate blah 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 but then at the same time you're right like they're a big asset clearly tori offered a ton and was very involved but it's like Mm -hmm. 
I guess like where's the balance of like so if Tori's yeah, hyper involved, yeah. did Tori get all the perspective she needed to or or that so would have been I productive, I guess. You know what I mean? The scribe for all of our training sessions. So okay, I, so I you was were essentially a, a secretary. Yeah. Um, but What's that's the scribe? thing. What's the scribe? The notes this whole time? Yeah, I've got a whole lot <laughs> of binder. She's like, fuck, there's a record of all the things. There's an AAR. Oh, damn there's, it. There's you know I keep receipts. There's, <laughs> Listen, there's, there's an a, there's a AAR after every season. So, yeah, mm -hmm. you know, they need to be able to recap on something. Mm-hmm. During training <laughs> sessions, first years for us got fined a dollar per word. <laughs> so if we spoke up and started chewing somebody out, yeah, it yeah, was yeah. a dollar per word. <laughs> yeah. So so now, do I think a lot first of years need to be like that? And, and I don't think that they need to like run training or be a sponsor. Right, right. Or or, you know, like freaking I'm gonna run final night this year because I'm a first year. Mm -hmm. But I do think like having involvement the way Tori did. Like that shows impact. And then again, yeah. the, the, the selects can look at her or look at first years like, you know, you just went through this. Like they, yeah. that could be a segue into the trusting the mess more than I think True. that we realize. Yeah, it's like a living example that she's. And first years give the most spoons out. Like if you're not talking yeah. to your first years, you're doing it wrong. Bruh, I gave spoons out <laughs> until I retired. So I'm with you. I carried that shit in my pocket. I'm a giant a tool spoon. of my trade. Though. I'm a giant spoon. Yeah, I so am I. <laughs> I got so much shit for spoon feeding. Um, do you, Tori, do you feel I'm like. I'm sorry if you can hear my no, family in the background. The football fine. game's on. They're getting a little hot. I'm surprised my dogs haven't lost their shit yet. Um, the, uh, do you feel like you, like, I'm sure it was rewarding uh, to do all the things that you've talked about. But like, do you feel like you got more out of it because you were doing that? Or do you, is there anything you feel like, man, I wish I would have been in a position to observe this thing or whatever do you feel like it was more productive so i wish i would have been able or not really able but i wish i would have made it to more of the stations during final night so that mm -hmm. i could get more out of it but as far as like the training sessions and everything yeah. goes um i really feel like i did get a lot of a lot out of it and i went into mm -hmm. everything with kind of that mindset of mm -hmm. well next year i'm probably going to be sponsoring somebody mm -hmm. i need to kind of know the point behind this yeah. and also thinking about like what committees i might want to take on next year yeah because i was an assistant for like our uniform fitting and our pqs those relatively right. low threat items mm -hmm. yep. but um just really kind of trying to make sure that when it comes time for me to be that safe space yeah. for a select that I know what the fuck I'm doing and I don't yeah. fuck them up for the rest of their career or make them end their career <laughs> early because I was a terrible person. Right. Did I don't think there's any risk of that happening, but I get, so, your, I get your point. Did, so did, did anybody I just want to ask this because it's on topic and then I'll I'll Victoria, you can jump in. I just did does anybody have experience with like so you did those events, right? So as a first year, you were in there involved or you were there present observing or whatever. Do they ever do... So you're talking about like after action uh, debrief of like the entire season. Do, I experienced when I was a first year, my Cobb, after training was over, he would keep the first years in the Chiefs quarters and talk to us about what just happened as like a, a hot wash of the event that just happened and make sure that... Because you're saying like, Tori, you consciously made an effort but does everyone because like we he kind of forced the function of like 
making sure we understood like, hey, this is what just happened here in case you didn't know, you know, like it was like he no, made sure first years but. understood. So did, <laughs> I, did, did uh, anyone? So the, other, the other first year that mm -hmm. we had with me, because there were only three of us in my class and one already PCS. Um, yeah. He wasn't always present for the training sessions. Mm -hmm. uh, interest intricate family stuff going yeah, yeah. on i don't want to bad mouth but at the same time like he didn't really apply himself during his own season so mm -hmm. i don't see why he would apply himself on during like other people's right and i guess that's sense. yeah the value of the f function being forced by whoever's running shit of like hey first year stay behind and it's like, yeah, I got it. You're not going to be present for everything. It's it's not always possible. So this but like, is exactly where I was going with this. Though, oh, go ahead. If, if it wasn't for my first year and the way that they mandated first years to be sheriffs and to be at everything, every event, mm -hmm. um, I would not be involved with this crap. Like, there's no way that my yeah. whole view got to like completely turned to where hmm. I was like, I want to be involved with this all the time. That first year okay. was huge different for me. And then I also ended up getting on fundraising, you know, that year. Um, and then, so that's why it was so important to me when I got out here. And what they did was one of my chairs, one of the season chairs from my year mm -hmm. were our sheriff lead. And they would hot wash with us after every single event. Okay. That's so awesome. So they also, they, that had that continuity too, that they were there with us when they put us through. And then... Mm. You know, and then they'd also bring in someone new. So he had a different chief who wasn't necessarily that, that involved. So he had a little okay. bit more variety there too, right? Something yeah. that could be a little bit different of an opinion. So when I came here, I was like, oh my God, this is what I want to do. This was important to me. And they didn't have that same function. So yeah. that's why I was trying to build it up. Along with that shadow sponsor we've talked about before, where first years are assigned to shadow a sponsor, not the selectee. Mm -hmm. So they could learn from the sponsor. Sponsor could answer yeah. their questions yeah. as to why they gave them this answer, that answer, what, you know, that, that I kind think of that thing. would be absolutely amazing. Yeah, so, I like you know, that, that idea too. I, I tried to make the shadow sponsor thing here happen last year and it, it, it fell, but I believe it happened this year. Um, I know that Good. it was in the presentation, but I wasn't super active in that side of the house. And with the group yeah. I was with, because I was a sponsor, but I don't remember having one single um like safety assigned to me as a shadow so yeah. i don't know if we just didn't have the right number or how that worked out because we did have so many i mean we had what 15 more than we did last year or something so we might have just not had enough first years to go around um so that's kind of like for me i feel like first the first year chiefs and their role in being involved in everything is probably more important than the ladies if you're driving um, the bus right yeah because you have more I, I mean, ability to impact and more memory because how much are they going to remember of the stressful events yeah that's why the on. journal entries are so important <laughs> yeah no i journaled at it like i feel like it's been pretty common for a long time i'm like surprised christina was saying she didn't um because yeah. i mean i was 2011 uh and we journaled yeah. no um i didn't write in my journal in my charge book at all but I have Shit. so many text messages to you or to somebody else. Fair, Or fair, I did yeah. do Just some like voice memos in the car while I was driving. Mm -hmm. um, and then I have a notebook where like during training, I would write some stuff down yeah. that I wanted to think or talk about. Um, and Put it in your charge book. I plan on it. I just need yeah. to gather it all together. But I've done I didn't that. I actually say like, this is my journal today. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've done that with like even like uh, messages that I've gotten from like sailors just thanking me or even like some I think there might be some podcast listener stuff in there. But 
it's mostly like people that were like my A school students or whatever. And they like thanked me and it it was like a social media post. Yeah. Print that shit out. Fucking play arts and crafts. I started doing that with like a lot of the TikTok DMs that I've received or nice. comments and stuff. Are you I TikTok famous them. too, Tori? I don't know. That. I don't think I'm. She is Christina's so TikTok famous. famous. <laughs> Ariana's working so in, on in, it. So in echelon, it's definitely like Christina, Tori, yeah. me. Okay, Christina fair enough. Tori, I'm Tori's way down there TikToks, with you too. Tori's Say TikToks no to literally give me life. I'm like, man, I need to meet. <laughs> me and Tori need to meet and just do like me. If man, I wish do a crossover if I was active event. Duty, <laughs> If I was active duty, I swear to God, I would do TikToks every day with Tori. I would do TikToks every single day. That would be amazing. I would do it every day. Like I actually started. I'm like, I'm so legit. Yeah, Ariana finally got my ass on TikTok. I know. I'm. I'm just. I'm gonna recycle. I know you were doing it for me, and then I'm gonna. I'm going to recycle a bunch of old reels and stuff just to get content up. And then, yeah, all the reels I post are just going to go into TikTok. And then eventually well, I'll so, probably do some other stuff. But. Well, I did send the uh, D-Guts TikTok channel a DM at did one you? point. So, yeah. I barely I know think, how this shit works. He's like, I think that was I know, uh, I, logged in for real. I had, I I had an, well, <laughs> So I had an old account. So back when Christina's uh, thing went viral. And I was like, I need to see her TikTok thing before we did the episode. So I made a TikTok account just to look at Christina's to see what else she did um, before we talked. And then I never did anything with it. So something happened where it just like went inactive or, or some shit. So it's like I there Ariana created a different account that's like it's dguts dot podcast. And that's the one we're using now because I can't get back the at dguts podcast one. Um, I'm wor- I'm working on it because I think I can then change this account's name to that once I free it up. But right now it's like I it got you. It. So if you send a DM to that account, I never looked at it again. Like I just no, no, it. I sent it to, she the, sent new it to the new one. Okay, yeah. okay. I'm pretty sure I saw it. it was like a. It was like, a, oh, I see you. However many yeah. followers, yeah. 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 <laughs> it's only like six hundred or something. TikTok and Ariana did all the work. I, to like, shit. I was scared to respond because I'm like, is this my account? Is this Dguts account? Like. I didn't oh, want to well, I mean, accidentally like cross their. Oh no! Yeah, shit. We only got sixty-eight really... followers. We suck. Hey, you're growing. <laughs> I'm working. It takes on time. Hey. hey, the things do pretty yeah. good though. Like, there's some that uh, like the ones Ariana posted have more. They have like a thousand, two thousand views or whatever. But the ones I've done you only pay have like a couple like, time a day and stuff. Couple I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I know. Like, I, what I, day I you post on I post... the time? Really? Yeah, I post right before I walk into work every day. I'm gonna have That's to do a TikTok clinic with Tori and Christina. I'm gonna have to have you guys I, need to do some training I, with me because I need to get back into it. I just like ever since my deployment, I yeah, my my really. love for just the Navy has like declined so much. <laughs> but I mean, I'm still on there. I still answer questions because I get messages all the time from sailors and yeah. stuff and comments. Right. So I mean, I'm still engaging that way. Just the content, I I haven't yeah. been up on it. I get it. It's it's exhausting sometimes though. just to. Just to keep up with all this shit, because I'm trying to they be take better a long because time it's to make. Yeah, well, yours probably take a hundred years. I just clip the podcast, so like my shit's easy. Yeah, that's quick. Yeah, I well, I'm and I'm yeah, doing it for post. Instagram Reels already, so I just it's the same shit. I just post it, and I do YouTube Meanwhile, shorts too. Meanwhile, I'm over here getting laughed at by officers and junior sailors that are walking past my truck in the morning, <laughs> seeing me like lip sync <laughs> and dance. That's <laughs> funny. I, I have a question. 
God. about TikTok. I felt like Who's it was talk? a fitting oh, time to okay. ask. Yeah, it's me. So I, I, I couldn't tell who was talking. Have <laughs> you guys been like, like doom scrolling on TikTok and then you mm-hmm. see like a junior sailor or a group of junior sailors like on live in the yeah. office or on their ship? That shit yep. drives me insane. So I, I, know, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I scroll. I just I, I do comment on there plastic. and be like, you guys shouldn't be on here. Yeah. And then I get blocked, so, but like <laughs> it's a little hypocritical. Damn chief. Not on live. Let's go. Let's go. Boots. One, I'm two, three, fight. <laughs> no, 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 no. Before. no, not on live in your workspace. Like if you were sitting in your in your car in the parking lot of where you work on TikTok Live, oh, I would be like, girl. Yeah. That's yeah. what I'm saying. They're they'll yeah. be like yeah. on one, a ship I think he's or a- in the workspace. Yeah, there's like an aviation something second class um, that goes live a lot from his work center in uniform, and I'm like, that seems. I'm pretty sure it is against the rules to do it in uni- like on on the clock. I kind of guess, you know what I mean? Well, um, I think it's, I it's not even on the clock. Do it as well. Yeah, so I don't think it's on the clock is the issue because like who's to say he's not on his 15 minute smoke break or whatever you know like well like, he's can't lying say, for like, like an and hour also and there's like well, for okay. recruiters it's it, there's a really sound argument to be made that they're doing their primary duty you know what i mean yeah. like, well, no so recruiters they actually one of my friends just went through recruiting and mm-hmm. that's like a requirement they have to have every yeah. platform they have to post mm-hmm. on every platform that's they have a to do these things brainchild so of grant like, con i think like he yeah, he was so behind the, Go ahead, sorry. So the recruiting thing is, but I think being inside of a warship, like yeah. that's where I'm like, it's a little yeah. that's what I think is the problem. I don't, whatever, post in your uniform, obviously can't be hypocritical. I, I do it. Yeah. A quarter of us do it on this, on this, 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 yeah, uh, that's not the issue you know, live right now. It's yeah. on the ship is what I have. Yeah. The issue yeah. Yeah. In. Yeah. I, <sighs> I, and I don't even, because then you go to Jervialota and you're just like, uh, oh, yeah, because that was. He's retiring me or he's reenlisting me. That's who's going to reenlist. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. I looked at his with suspicion. Like I talked to a buddy that is a high lo- high ranking officer. And I was like, I was having a hard time. It was similar to when I like saw your TikTok originally way back in the day. It was like, I couldn't create the explanation in my head for why he was doing it but then i talked to him and it made a shitload of sense just like you like it was like oh okay like but like the there was a part of me that was just like what what reason would you have to do this if you're the ceo of a warship like what what is the the tiktok part of it or the I mean, reels part of it or whatever are on that ship and it's i mean it started because of covid or whatever but like in any given yeah. scenario how many people are there that you just can't see you can't go like true many many co's ago like there was a a co that i had yeah like your spouse's name your kids names like what Mm -hmm. sports they were in all this stuff right yeah that's just not possible on like such a large scale but they could know you Mm -hmm. and then it turns and whatever right and and i think we're all on the side of that i think there's like some utility to that but more so because like he told me he's like well i just did it during covid because i needed to reach my sailors somehow which is like legitimately the same premise i had for starting this podcast like reach sailors where they are help them with the things and it's like he's as a ceo he couldn't access his sailors the way that he wanted to so that's what started it but then it blew up and he just kept doing it because it was kind of 
like part of the command culture at that at that point. And it, it seems to add a lot of value, which I think he could have done all the same things without continuing to do it on social media and accomplish the same command culture. But I think there was also a lot of value that I don't even think he planned of like just showing everyone that a culture like this can exist on a warship. And like, like this, this is what's possible if you're, if you're really trying to, to do it that way. And it's like, fuck man. I mean, I don't every, I've talked to a couple of people, but like just watching those videos, I'm like, it looks like they really enjoy going to work. I'm just saying like for as much, I mean, it's still yeah. hard. You're still on deployment. You're still doing Navy things. So it's not like it's all sunshine and rainbows, but I mean, that looked like the best possible version of it to me. I don't know. I just thought it was so funny because I assumed he had like a, like someone running his account and he doesn't. I messaged Mm -hmm. the page one day and I was like, Hey, just curious. Like that's how I got him on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. And he was like, Oh, it's just me. What are you talking about? And I was like, shit, my bad. I I think there was, there was people that helped him with ideas and like just but he does like uh, effects and music and camera like all shit stuff. no yeah he does I, all that himself yeah, but like I, yeah I, that surprised me there was a there was a couple people like that uh uh bosa's mate senior chief i interviewed uh before him what like they the chiefs would kind of some of them were resistant to it but some of them like helped him out and like gave him ideas and junior sailors did too but yeah he did but it it's all just like you got okay. co's out there who can't even like process chits <laughs> in time but yeah. he can be like doing all these Somehow. effects and stuff that right. not, like I couldn't even dream of. Like, I, yeah. But I look at good him like you, a motivator man. for I, for laterals yeah. too. Motivation I think, laterally. I think there was probably such a like think about like it, being in that type of a command culture. How much more productive is everyone as a result? Right? Like how much more motivated and just committed to the cause and involved and willing to help each other is ev- literally everyone because everything's so great and so and especially him like i mean I- i'm sure people probably lionize that dude in their head like they were just like this is our like pseudo deity almost like just because he was so dope they were so thankful for the culture and for him being who he was so like if they're all that productive it's like i know the xo is hyper competent like i mean i don't know it for a fact but like he he appears to be like a, a carbon copy almost of Aloda because he t- I think he fleeted up as CEO of that ship or went to another one as CEO. But like I fought, he follows me. We've talked a little bit and he's doing the, those same things. And so it's like it, if you had you had like Batman and Robin essentially, and I'm sure the CMC was pretty strong, too. So it's like it wasn't just him. You know what I mean? Like it was he was driving the culture for sure. But it's like when everybody buys in like that and you have a bunch of other hyper competent people too, and everybody's that much more productive, it's like everything was probably humming so that they had time to do those things too. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like I bet you they were way more productive as a result. And that's what he was saying was like all the objective measurements of like warship performance were real high too. Cause I asked him that I was like, do you just appear to be shit hot or are you actually shit hot? And he's like, no, we were crushing everything else too. So yeah, I bet your retention was high. Yeah. Well, I just put it in our little like chat, but I figured I'll just bring it up here. I don't because obviously I was late. Duh. Um, don't we did know. talk about some season stuff. Yeah, I just uh, yeah, I didn't know if it was like all season stuff or what. Well, bring but... up what you want to bring up, dude. Let's do <laughs> and it. And I don't uh, we'll, like mark the time in case this is something we cut out. I don't know, um, but I feel like this is kind of specific for women in general, especially mm. single women. So like 
Des, I don't know what Christina's situation was when you went through stuff like that. And even Tori, like I know people know that you're married. I was single, but okay, single when I went. I feel like I've had a lot of like male attention since pinning from people who wear khakis. Define male attention, because I'm inferring meaning that I don't know if is it that like yeah okay yeah like people right, call girl. me people text me people add me on facebook and hang. send me facebook messages hey um, yeah and it's just like didn't you just like yell at me for a long time and like i never really knew you or spoke to you like yeah then like i did know or they you know mm-hmm. we had friendships prior that now it's like oh this door is open now it's yep like, yeah now normal. you're eligible I don't, so, I don't know. It's so can odd. I just say, like, I'm I'm obviously not of the same liking of you guys. I don't like dudes. I, I date women. And um, uh, I date everyone for I, the record. But thank you. Oh, I didn't know that. Hello. I didn't either. See, I'm let's an asshole. Things. I'm an asshole. Okay. Fight. Fight. Well, hey, well, Fight. Since, <laughs> since, since, you, since it's everything. No, I'm just kidding. Um, So I was getting hit on by the female chiefs when those khakis went on and Hmm. all i was thinking about was like is this how you guys were looking at me through season you were just waiting you were just waiting for that because you didn't want to cross the line during season Mm -hmm. and and so um i obviously i don't think it's just our our brothers that are doing it it's also sisters and i i think that um you know i i chalk it up too because I, i i see it now on this side where someone's like oh okay and i'm like uh no okay like you are here for one purpose like in our purpose yeah. is to train but i think part of it and this isn't maybe i'm making excuses for people i'm not trying to but when people see other people be vulnerable that tends to be an attraction and people start to gain attraction when they see vulnerability and hmm. and um because i'll say like i've never looked at a select as um like ooh that's what's up but when they yeah. become vulnerable, I do look at them more of a, of, of a human aspect. And I'm like, I could be friends with that. Like, I literally could be yeah. not just brothers and sisters. I could be friends with that. So sometimes yeah. people, their wires get a little like this. And they're like, that's kind of attractive. Seeing you be vulnerable and seeing the real mm. Ariana, seeing the real Desitori, you know, Chelsea's and everybody. Like, they're seeing who you really are. And they're like, that's kind of hot. Like, okay, yeah. like that girl's actually like, look at her, like, she's strong, she's sensitive, <laughs> she got a dog, she does this. Like, they learn all these things about you. <laughs> I'm being serious. They learn all, we yeah. learn yeah, all yeah, these yeah. things about yeah. you, right? Heavy mm-hmm. on the dog. Heavy yeah. on the dogs for Des, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm not my saying there's anything wrong buggy, with it. <laughs> it's not, it's not gotten like creepy or weird or like, it's just like really you just noticed the change. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. yeah. It, there's a change. And, what I what I try to do is because I I notice it like I notice it like when I see like people well, looking you're at a, select a certain though. way like it's and different. No, you call people out. So now <laughs> that you fine. guys are on this side, like you know, like I th- I would hope like going forward, and I, I, sh- I I'm talking to like probably the the worst group to say this to, but I hope that you guys like nip that shit in the butt because it does happen and it will yeah. happen. It'll even happen while they still are selects and we may not see it. We just don't see like the little, the hand on the shoulder a little bit too much or the, that yeah, nobody hollered at me chief. when I made chief. What the fuck? <laughs> you know, 
How many? Like, you, it's, I was on well, a submarine with dudes, so say, like, yeah, it could have. Maybe I just didn't notice. Like, your persuasion, I was like, even did you around. want that attention, Will? Did you want no, that attention? No, not from them dudes. Well, we talked no, about Ariana. Like, like yeah. are you trying to tell us something now? Because I'm just kidding. But I don't yeah, know. That's no, that's I'm... my that's my view of that. Ariana is just you know. Yeah. And we just gotta just we just gotta make sure like if like, we do see it, fucking tell them to back up. Well, like, but, yeah, bro, well, it, it hasn't I'm been good. like weird or anything it, it's just been surprising because like the contrast the is probably, of people tell me how much i suck and then it's yeah just, the contrast oh, is probably more surprising to you because you went into the season expecting to just get wrecked and you Which I did. did you did Which and you did. then all of a sudden the same people wrecking you are now like hey what's up right. hey what's like, up girl yeah. <laughs> like, well, that's drink. weird I'll tell you what I drink. it's funny because and chelsea unmuted herself so i'm excited to see what she says because she's a part of my season but, oh let's go like we had like started talking and become close before results yeah. came out and then when mm-hmm. results came out we didn't get sponsors for like a week and i was talking to her every single day and then the right. event that tori talked about earlier chelsea yelled at me and then i didn't talk to her again for like days and nah. i was like heartbroken <laughs> about it and then and it was normal right because there's people there and so yeah, then one yeah, day yeah. a few days later she sends me a tiktok and i was like oh so you're talking to me now i thought you broke up I'm... with me <laughs> she was like what she said like, i didn't you know we were allowed to talk you yelled at me she's like yeah you deserve it. that from both yeah. sides of what was going on out here oh <laughs> uh, that's hilarious Jesus. it was funny Anyway, you say what you were going to say because you unmuted yourself. I just had to give some context. Um, we we talked about this a little bit the other day. Um, I think in addition to what Christina has highlighted, um, we have a much smaller peer group of humans that we're now operating in, right? Um, so, yeah, pro- people probably thought you were attractive before you made Chief, and then they probably thought you were attractive before you know, going through season and they think you're attractive now because you're a fucking attractive person. That's not going to go away. But now that it's kind of a level playing field, I'll say in most like cases. Like yeah, yeah. It, it's yeah. not taboo anymore. Like, I wouldn't say that's the case it, it, for everybody. And you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, but for other sevens in particular yeah i would say yeah like people who went through my year people who went through last year the year before me it it makes sense because we're the same peer group we're the same age group we're not just the same peer group rank wise but like in terms of when we join the stage of life and things like that yeah yeah Yeah. so i think because i'm i'm gonna be real like nobody hollered at me but i have a huge fucking attitude I'm also not pretty as maybe that's why nobody hit on me because i'm an <laughs> asshole i like because i got a big mouth and i come at people sideways all the time Makes yeah sense. see that's me that's me I'm yeah yeah so um but some yeah, people I, find I, that I attractive that's chelsea that's fair my wife did marry me twice <laughs> Yeah, well, it hasn't happened for me once, so no. I'm gonna say it's not working <laughs> yet. It may work Sunday. It's not it'll working. work. So that's just that's my two cents on yeah. hilarious on Ariana. Yeah, it's just kind of weird. I, don't know. I get it. I do. It's just I don't know, it's surprising because I still feel God damn, like Tori, you're a baby, homie. Settled. That, oh. yeah, this is true. She. I she, thought you just looked young. No, Tori put in the chat. She goes. 
She goes, sorry, I'm not excited to sign because I'm the only one in my mess still in their 20s, even after this year. Like, sweet baby Jesus. I mean, I was, too. I made Chief at 27 or 28, I think. So I was was that for a few years. I just Sorry, there's an, a, there's an age requirement August. to be mm. on this chat. You know that, right? Oh, like, shit. How old are you? Thing? Thing? Like, <laughs> I just turned 20. Oh. 29. Oh, y'all okay, are saying Okay. Dakota messaged me mm-hmm. after our last episode came out, and he was like, holy crap, yeah. how young is she? I was like, what? I don't yeah. know. He's like, I've seen her before, but watching her here, she looks so young. I was like, oh, man. Yeah. I don't even know. Well, yeah, I mean, it's the curly hair. I thought you, like, I thought hair. you were, I thought Des was probably like, yeah, like 29, 30, maybe. But like Tori, I just assumed, I, like, because she made Chief last it's not year. Not even barely drinking age. And she looks, <laughs> she looks young, but like when I was clean shaven, I mean, I looked way you younger than I was face, my yeah. whole career. Yeah. So face. like. I just thought maybe she just like was aging gracefully. <laughs> no, she's just, just not aging. Sorry, girl. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, you look young. You got hey, like just wait so till next hilarious. year. Just wait till next year when you hit that oh, thirty. Yeah, though. I know. <laughs> You're gonna uh, age in dog years now. It. Shit. I didn't believe it. I did not believe it. And then literally, I hit thirty, mm-hmm. and then I was like, "There's a wall," and I just. And yep. there I am. Yeah, yeah, my she wife turned 30 this like year and she started to notice like <laughs> no. like uh she was I I gave her shit cuz she was she was still 29 but she yeah like we were getting closer to our birthdays but it uh in the winter time she she was managing like a coffee uh I could say stand it's like a a big ass building but she was uh, the manager there and it had just snowed a ton she and she my wife's like a Ferrari dude she is a athlete so like she's been able to get away with things and mere mortals normally can't with the way she uses her body like she crossfit her like just crazy shape most of her life like so she goes outside to shovel some snow without doing anything like just cold to i'm shoveling a ton of snow and like tweaked her back really bad like threw her back out of us and came home like honey you can't do this shit no more you're almost 30 you're not a baby anymore some of your superpowers are starting to fucking wear off so yeah that's it's like yeah you get to you get to 30 shit starts to change yep yeah, I started my skincare routine in last year. I've got yeah. all the different co- cream serums. Yep. Yep. My wife does that shit too. She's everybody thinks she's way younger than she is because she does all she's a scientist, man. Like I've no bullshit caught her taking notes on like YouTube videos about skincare. She's got like a notebook full of shit. <laughs> like she just like she's a wizard. She'd probably be a dermatologist. But yeah. <sighs> Did Ariana go away? What happened? I'm like getting the kids ready for bed and I'm moving oh, all around gotcha. my house. I don't want to make anyone so, like, seasick while yeah. I run around. <laughs> so I know, you said you were going to, you're working with the Space Force guys to try to do some mm-hmm. season stuff. And I know I mentioned it to you before, but like who all in here has been to the foundry with the Enlisted Leadership Foundation? I know that there's been more than just. I know Ariana has. And Des, did you get to go or no? Enlisted Leadership Foundation Foundry. I feel like there's something huge there that can help trans mm-hmm. transfer some of this season <laughs> crap that we don't like. Because there's no, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's no, there wasn't one day that everyone in this class didn't cry at least once. There was so much vulnerability. There were people sharing yeah. things. There was, and there was no of that like intense negative crap. And we had like mm. fireside chats for hours yeah. of chiefs yep. with people. And like, I really feel like there's something there that can help trans yeah. 
transform season that we can take from that but i just can't put my hand on it and i really need all y'all to go mentor i would love to yeah i i i need to email dave again i'll write that down too i me and dave talked about it uh and a couple i know you've said it some i think ariana said it about like going to do a mentor even if it's remote but yeah i'd love to do it anybody can jump in and mentor and yeah i would love to do it that would be fun. I think Tori will get a lot out of it too and can probably like use her analytical brain to help figure out how we <laughs> apply those lessons to real yeah. season to because the trust factor was there. I mean, I mm-hmm. I didn't even remotely, you know, day two or three yeah. with fireside chat and one of the sailors in my group was like telling us about how she was on the GW with all this stuff and there was there was no mm-hmm. fear of re- re- repercussion and it was yeah. just real. It was beautiful. So I'll say I think and for comparison, I think for Will, um, like it's a lot like mm-hmm. the Senior Enlisted Academy. It's kind of built around that with yeah. like the lectures of opportunity. That's like those are speakers, things like that. Mm-hmm. I agree with you that we could leverage that stuff to make it better for season, but it, they are two completely different things that I don't think you could even marry them together. I, like having gone through the foundry twice because the first time I had to drop out because I got super sick, like it's that's what training should be. But mm-hmm. the training that is accomplished during season is not that kind of training it's the other stuff that should it be uh personally i don't really think so but i think there were other people that needed to learn those kind of lessons i guess i I don't know we'll see what happens but like wait what do you mean you don't think the training should be like the training we get at enlisted leadership foundation you think the training should be this hardcore thing i think if you can accomplish that with the foundry and with the enlisted leadership foundation then why are we just like berating people all the time for six weeks and making them not sleep and not eat and not see their families when you can absolutely yeah. accomplish that. Now I do think that there was points to a lot of it, but d- is it necessary? Are we yeah. making better chiefs with this? I think you could with something different. I'm not saying nothing at you all. You could do e- ELF and then final night. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I don't think the six weeks needs to happen the way that it happens to accomplish the same thing or probably way more during that time and then and structure it in a way that it's not deleting your circadian rhythm and fucking <laughs> your ability to take care of your family and stay sane but the and then just i but there's something to the final night which i i have my issues with final night too but like there's something about the adversity of final night that i think i was has thinking a lot about of value it the other day like or can yeah, there's a lot of potential value i agree but like if we did kind of like SEA where you had some form of um, because when Mipon came to visit, he talked about having something formal for season in like a brick mm. and mortar type place. And if you did it like yeah. SEA where like now, I guess they started with COVID where like you do the first three weeks over Blackboard and then you go in yeah. for three weeks. No, nah, like, that was before COVID. Oh, I did. I did maybe. three weeks on Blackboard in 2000. 16 i think yeah um and then did or i did no i did like six weeks on blackboard three weeks in residence they they started doing it because they couldn't get the throughput at sea to accomplish mandating it for promotion right so they're like well how can we and still maintain our accreditation and all this other shit so they started the blackboard thing way before that and i like i think i think like especially with the navy community college thing too like we have the infrastructure already you just gotta create the course and implement it in a way that 
yeah i mean it can be so delivered do that to like that do way. the discussion post get to know each other do mm-hmm. kind of elf type yeah. like fireside chats for live like this you know mm-hmm. do that and then do like a two-week in-person evolution in great mm-hmm. lakes because they have the space they have the you know the the galley like they have a place to house mm-hmm. A few hundred thousand at a time. If you did it like twice, we made mm-hmm. five thousand five hundred eighty-one chiefs this year. I don't know how many people can fit at Great Lakes in one time, but like cut out a couple boot camp you do, to You could do phases too, like the Constitution does a two week and then another two week or something like that, right? Or a week would, and then a week. But yeah, so you don't have do, them all there at the same time. Yeah, or something like that. Do that for two weeks. Have a like do a lot of team <laughs> building and whatever, and have a final evolution capstone final night, whatever you want to call it, and then. You go back to where you go and you pin with your family so that the lessens the cost of travel, like not quite like boot camp graduation, they go to you. Um, yeah. Which is why I think if you did less classes, you'd have more pinnings and it would be, still be cool that everyone does it at the same time. I don't know. But I've thrown yeah. around a lot of ideas and like talked to some people about like the logistics of housing people and stuff like that. There's a real possibility right. to make it um, effective, but not as. Um, like detrimental to your normal life. Yeah, I think it's detrimental to your normal life as the participant, but I also think it's detrimental to the normal lives and mission accomplishment right. of yeah. the chiefs facilitating it too. Right. So it's like there's not yes. just a loss to you and, right. and, and all so it's of their like, families, their yeah. husbands right. and wives yep. and kids. But if we 100%. had it normalized, yeah. it would be just like RDCs. You mm-hmm. are stationed there for however long maybe maybe it's a year mm-hmm. tour like where you do a couple classes through a year or whatever or maybe you have people volunteer God. To and go tad that would be my dream or, job i volunteers like, tribute if anybody's listening the, i'll run that yeah. place executive director yeah. let's go yeah i just i don't know i think that there's a way to do it that doesn't just wreak havoc on the navy yeah. and human beings within it and their family mm-hmm. and can, you, can you can you see why that can also hurt Right. Because I can already see why, you know, local messes would be upset with it because, right, that's, you know, I don't know how many that's like, what's the only thing better than making chief is making chiefs, right? Then go volunteer so and that away. Yeah, but how I think, it's going to be an extremely yeah. limited long, pool. Right? Maybe do right? that. And then <laughs> that's another part is that season is an opportunity to train the chiefs too. We need training too. We need refreshers. We pick up on lessons. Well, but then why aren't we doing it year round? Learning every year. I 100 percent agree with that. Yeah, one. yeah. I don't. I don't, I don't the have concept. the power. I'm a, I'm, All right. As they remind me here in a large mess like this, I'm only a seven. I don't got them stars. You know what I'm saying? They remind you. Time out, time out, time out, time out, time out, time out. Go ahead, go ahead. Victoria, they remind you of that? Oh, oh yes. There's been people that's reminded me of this. Yes. Oh, one particular. Fuck. One particular. I told I told you about this before, Will, but oh uh, yeah, I remember mm-hmm. um he had told me at one point that there was one specific nine that I should never address by her first name and only call her Master Chief in any conversation. That was last year during somebody's season. And that he reminded me that he did make that star and his he does matter more. Where like I think Fuck we're at almost here. like two hundred in this mess. It's legit, you know. It. Jesus. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's why they call you know him Ninja Star. Snatch that shit off his anchors. That that oh man. I, I wait for I the day so that somebody say some shit like that to me. Yeah. There's, I was so fucking confused. Our stars like, are held that's up just, by the that's anchor. Just a hear thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Our stars Ooh. are like, held up by the anchor. That is All just right. like that. that is I'm not taking, a, I'm writing that down too. Yeah, I've taken so many down. fucking notes. I'm, I'm serious right now. Like Tori, Victoria, I would say that shit. Your star is held up by the fucking anchor that I wear. Like we, like 
I wouldn't be the senior chief I am without my fucking chiefs doing the things that I need them to do. Yeah, that's right. There is no fucking way I would even be where I'm at right now as a senior chief without my chiefs. My chiefs are the ones that fucking made me. My chiefs are the ones that made me. Like Hell I yeah. just, yes, I just decided that that wasn't a person that I just, need to talk. To. I'm sorry, yeah. we got Des and fucking Ariana. We got Des and Ariana. What the fuck did they teach you guys just during cities and Tori? What did they teach you last year, Chelsea? What did they teach you a couple years ago? We made chief mm. off of our fucking sailors. So guess what? What did they teach me a million years ago? Off of my motherfucking yeah. I made chief. Earth. I made senior chief off of my chiefs. Who are yeah. my sailors? I mean, yep. shit. So Ariana yeah. was my LPO while I was going through the start of season. Hey. Like no yeah. shit. <laughs> <laughs> like that just that that like, that fires that me, Tori. Like that fires me, Victoria. Like I would literally. Yeah. I, I'm not telling you to fight somebody. I, I I'm asked, not saying I that. Asked, I asked a ton of fucking people like why this guy did this, why this said this. You know, I've been doing this at that point four and a half, five years. Never heard this shit before. And they're like, well, he just got off of RDC and just all kinds of Fuck excuses. And I'm like, like, it still doesn't make any fucking sense. Personality trait, not yeah. an excuse for <laughs> my Last time I checked, your star, your stars are on well, there they because of power. says so that she knows who this is. It's kind of that thing. idea. It's kind of this idea. the car so so there's this idea and they talk about it they talk about it intensively in enlisted leader there's a guy that comes in he ends up making everybody cry but he talks about how basically horrible of a fucking leader he was and how he didn't know Mm -hmm. because every time he turned around here's the system telling him i'll talk to him right here's the system telling him he's amazing here's the system telling him he's amazing and i think that's what was going on with this guy too because you know Mm -hmm. he walks in here is running season he was getting put in all the places he was in the you know he still is he's one of the, the top voices here and it's like okay and then so what message does that send down here okay well what the fuck are we doing now and where did where did this come from it's like yeah i have no idea so that was that was an experience no. all right y'all Whatever. let's lot let's let's wrap this shit up i a couple people gotta go <laughs> yeah i no. seen like tori and no. christina gotta bounce soon anyway i gotta go spend time with my my wife um, i did get my kids in bed yeah i, I got stuck yeah in. yeah well I, exactly and yeah i don't I even go. know I don't even know what time it is it's for a lot of y'all too. But... Here, but... Oh, okay. Yeah, well, I know, but some people. It's been almost two and a half hours. Yeah, it's been it's been us. I why well, yeah. and it's funny because I have stopped and started the recording, so I've only got the the timer for this recording. Yeah. So I don't even know how long it's been. But <laughs> um, but yeah, hey, this was dope. Thank you, so, thank you. This went a lot better. Than, I was worried how this was gonna go because there's so many damn people. I've never done a podcast with more than four, including me. Every other Goats After Dark has been me and three other Chiefs. So this was like a cool experiment, but it was also fun as fuck. So thank you all for making the time. Sorry about the time zone confusion. Uh, Yeah. And so like couple like so homework. Ariana sent me that shit about that guy. Mm -hmm. Uh, Victoria, I want to talk to you about that shit we we mentioned earlier. We could even do an episode on it if you want. But like absolutely. Yeah, I really want to I really want to create a resource for people running seasons to pull from on the website. Like a, even if it's just like a list of resources, but preferably something a little more robust that they can just like pull it all and like use it in the same way you were describing. Um and then Tori, I'm probably going to talk to you too about the the some of the whatever the you brought up so many programs that oh, I've never factors? heard of because yeah, I know well, that we've talked about that before. New. Yeah, well, there was that, and there was some, I feel like there was something else too. I know because I have expanded a, operational stress control. Maybe, maybe I don't know. There was a couple, but that too for the same kind of reasons though. Like the like mm-hmm. you were sitting in on things, they were asking you to be involved in things. Why were they asking you to be involved in those things? 
Was it because you're you or was it because you're the program person? How those interacted, all that kind of stuff. So I'm curious about all those things. Christina, we're going to do a TikTok together at some point. Uh, you <laughs> guys are the shit. Thank I, you so much. If she would ever do it, I want Chelsea to share her story in an interview, either with me or you or both. I would love to if you're, yeah, if you're willing. If you're down, it's like, oh, look at her. Look she's at like, her you just face. signed my God. You just volunteered me she's, for some shit. I said, if she's willing. If, good shit. If. No pressure. No pressure. She's, she's retired. Turn this fucking now. camera Look at those beautiful black nails. She's ready to <laughs> yeah. go, man. I can yeah. see, I see it in her face. She's like, yeah. yeah. Girl, I'm always down if, the, if anyone's down. Like, yeah. So that's well, a, if you want to, hit me up. <laughs> podcast practice because obviously, like, I don't. Yeah, you're fine though. <laughs> so do you all do, of us. You talk. You have a you have, you have a slower you cadence talk, you, you that's more like thoughtful. Yeah, your mm-hmm. your cadence yeah. is more. It's more thoughtful and like you don't. You actually speak better than most people who do podcasts, probably including me, because like I, when I talk fast, because I get like my mind just moves that way. Mm-hmm. I say a lot of like us and ums and like I say like a lot. And like you don't, so it's like I would argue that you probably have, you have a voice for radio already. You know what I mean? Like you're you're, you're a lot more practiced. Like Desiree was like that when she started season triumph. I was actually really shocked. Yeah, I was really shocked at how good it was. Huh? Yeah, no, I know. I that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I had a, a cob at one time. I was giving training on the boat, and he's counting like fucks in the back like this because I just couldn't stop doing it. All right. I hope you all enjoyed that. Uh, I, <laughs> I had a blast. That was, it was so much fun um, getting to tie. I mean, it was the first time for for it was the first time for Chelsea. First time for Victoria. Uh, Tori's been on live streams, but that was her first podcast. Um, and then I think, yeah, Christina does. Yeah, everybody else has been on a podcast or, you know, Ariana does do podcasts for me. So. Um, so, yeah, they they. Uh, am I forgetting? I think that's everybody. Yeah, hopefully I didn't forget anybody. There were so many people. There were so many people on the podcast. Um, yeah, it was. I had so much fun, and uh, it's cool to get them on because I like I know all of them. I've been talking to all of them in one way or another for a long time, but to get them all in one place was was awesome. It was like it was like being in the coolest Chiefs quarters ever. You know, like that's what we call it on submarines, Chiefs mess ever. Um, but yeah, it was it was super fun. It's always it's always just like cool to spend time with friends like doing things like that. Um, so that was really cool, too. But yeah, it was it was a good time. It was good to get it was good to get back to Goats After Dark. It's been so long. I've tried to do a couple and it they've just haven't you know, like it's it's hard to coordinate that many people when I'm just doing like three people. It's hard to to get everybody to be available at the same time but then to do six it was a, it was nuts but thank god i didn't even i didn't even do it like victoria and christina kind of like marshaled everybody together uh they just got into a group chat and figured it out so that was amazing but yeah no so much fun uh i hope to do another one soon they, they they're down now after we did it they're like we're gonna do one every month i was like whoa <laughs> calm down <laughs> like i was like i'm down to do them regularly but maybe we'll do them like quarterly or something i don't know um but yeah so you're probably gonna see a, a version of that group if not the same group again um but yeah great time had by all <laughs> uh yeah if you need anything from us hit us up don't give up shit podcast at gmail.com you can facebook message us don't give up shit podcast you can dm us on instagram reddit or discord at d gets podcast if you want to support us you can go to the upper right hand corner of the website there's a donate button 
you can do that if you want to uh we 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 appreciate it uh but also like if you want to get something back for your money which like is kind of why we went this route uh later on because we had like podcast swag but like you know we wanted to do more um you go to don't give up ship apparel it's dgutsapparel.com Get yourself some Naval Pride and Heritage gear you'll actually wear in public. Uh, really proud of it all. Stick ton of stickers, uh, shirts, all the things. It's like there's a lot of there's even shower shoes. Like it's <laughs> I'm, I'm proud of it. Uh, I, I really hope you all enjoy it. Uh, and then if you want to support us in a different way, you can go to patreon.com slash podcast. Pick one of the five tiers and become a patron today. Uh, that's really great, too. There's a lot of other cool benefits. The top level, which I don't I think there's only like. There's a, there's a limited number of spots for the the top tier, um, but that gets like quarterly mentorship sessions with me through Discord. I will do like a video session. Um, there's all kinds of cool things like discount codes for Dgets Apparel, uh, uh, exclusive access to certain Discord servers, uh, just all kinds of all kinds of things. Uh, you get free stuff. It's it's fun. It's awesome. And it helps us pay the bills and expand the platform. So any one of those things, if you want to support us, are huge. Uh, if you can't afford to spend the money, no big deal. Just like, share, subscribe, review on all the platforms for all the things. Uh, you know, subscribe on YouTube, share the social media stuff, tag your friends, whatever. Whatever's easy for you, it all helps. Uh, and we really, really appreciate it. And that's it. That's what I got for you today. Thank you so much for listening. And don't give up the ship. Hey, shout out to all our level five patrons, Victoria Livingood, William McIver, and Mark Galagos, all our other patrons. We really appreciate your support. Helps to pay all the bills, expand the platform, and we couldn't do it without you. Thank you so much.